What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up, internationally known Wake Up Show. From Frisco to Maine, all the way to Spain. We are live, the Wake Up Show. All right, the best entertainment on YouTube. You definitely in here. With the Bruce Wayne, it is Ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. Also, the Unbinder, the Undeniable, the Undebatable. Not only that, the best edutainment on YouTube and the one and only CGAC God Allah. The Black Moses of this, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the best in the game, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, and some other nicknames to go with it. We got a great show for you lined up today with the main event, If Women Were Honest for Just One Day. We're going to go over that right quick, and we do have some women being honest with us. As we know, women are statistically and uh, have been proven to be the biggest liars. Yes, I know. And this has nothing to do with hate, but they, they even admit, we even have stories that have streams where they even admit, and they actually have research and surveys and studies to say that they're the biggest liars. And of course, they coped and said the reason why they lie is to make other people feel good about themselves, including themselves. They lie to protect. They lie to survive. And this is not even debatable. This is what they do. And we have to protect ourselves against that now. That is not to say that men do not lie. We lies a lot. We lies a lot. Now, here's the thing. Men are generally going to lie to get some punani. That's where they're going to lie. So I do agree. Ladies are like, men lie to me all the time. They lie to us when they sleep with us. Well, that's understandable. I mean, because that's one of the most important things to most men. I mean, we're animals out here. We got to lie to get some punani. It is what it is. You should have known we was lying. Your father should have told you, your brother, your grandfather, your uncles. Yo, aunties, all right, they should have told you them ninjas is lying. And of course, I don't suggest men lie to get any punani. I, I, I don't like that. I wanted to be straight up as to not have to deal with the bullshit afterwards. Because lying to get punani, it might sound like a good idea, but it's not. You want your punani straight up. All right, straight up with the truth. Now, she's still going to be delusional after you bust. And then you're going to have to talk her off the ledge. But typically, that's where only men lie. And here's the reason why men are less likely to lie than women. Right? I'm going to tell you why. It's because our word used to be our bond. We used to have to trust us another man by his words. Before people depended on contract, people used to do deals handshake. And we used to look in the eye and we say, your word is your bond. In fact, there were times that if a man lied, he could be subject to losing his life. Yes, God, he'd be, he could be subject to the undertaker if he lied. If his word was not his bond, somebody would come looking for him, and then all of a sudden it'd be over. Right? Your word was your bond. You never lied to a man. You never crossed a man with your words. So men have this inherent belief, especially when dealing with other men. This is why these cowardly corporate guys, these corporate... Uh, raiders, these guys are despicable human beings. They actually lie, get over on you, steal, and then they leave you bankrupt. Yeah, that's 
that back in the day was subject for you to be snuffed out. Just lying would get you snuffed out. So men inherently learn, ninja, I better not lie to this ninja. I can get snuffed and skitty pop pop. All right, ninja with the musket and the six shooter. So men inherently know that. Now these cowardly men out here, they don't know that. In fact, uh, even telling the truth sometimes can get your ass skitty pop pop. Let me give you an example. Let's say you knew something about someone and you were behind bars. And to get out of behind bars, you could snitch on someone. And somebody would let you, somebody would find out behind those bars that you turn state's evidence and you were going to reveal the truth about someone. Yeah, you can get. Yeah, they be popping you like this in the shower. All right. With a three inch blade juking you. Yeah. So ninjas have to really men, men in general have to really be cautious about what they say. And this is why I don't agree with ninjas manipulating to get Punani. I'm like, don't lie to the woman. Tell her what it is. You don't want to get juked. <laughs> Ninja get juked up. They be juking you just. Juking you and you be. <laughs> Ninja juking you. Ninja give you 50 jukes. All right. Anyway, <laughs> with a plastic fork. Just serving you up. Juke, 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 you juke, 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 All right, bleeding slow. You don't want to do that. This is why men are least likely to lie. Because you can get juked. Or you can get skitty pop, pop, pop. Cop, 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 cop. And a boom, 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 boom. So anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me stop. All right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, let's get back here. We're already off rails here. But we got a doom and gloom segment coming up, and America's doing what it's due. We got a couple of blue chips in here. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater <laughs> coming up. And uh, what else do we got? Oh, we got Rachel Bilson. Rachel, Bil <laughs> Rachel Bilson, the former the OC 304. She was a looker back in the day. But, of course, Ninja's going to say I'm a metaphile. I would have folded her ass up nice and tight and packed her up back in the day. I would have to look at her, and I was a young guy at the time, too. So I wasn't that big of a metaphile, but I would have folded. All right, I still might fold her up. But anyway, she has some weird things to say, which is odd that men are shamed for not having a high body count, <laughs> right? But women are shamed for having a high body count. What is going on here? Mm. <laughs> All right, this is crazy. Rachel Bilson. All right, we got some great shows, so do me a favor. Hit the like button, please. Hit the like button. We're almost to 1,000 viewers in the first 15 minutes of the show. Who could, It's not even 10 minutes. 10 minutes in, we're almost to 1,000. I bet you, I bet you if we keep hitting that like button, more people are going to come in. Why? Because this is the best edutainment. The best edutainment here on YouTube. Who dares to go against me? Who dares? All right, anyway. Let's get in here to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Benmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, PayPal.me, backslash Coach Greg Adams. That is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And these donations go to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund. This is not income. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA new, channel. New, new, new world order. Shout out to the private investigators watching this show all month. And we will be here. All right. We will be here. Let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Albert Wesker says, um, Rachel Bilson is proof 304 culture is mainstream. Yeah, I think she has a podcast. 
who doesn't have a podcast at this point? All right, but they don't have a podcast. They ain't got the work ethic. They ain't got the work ethic, but I think she has a podcast, so yeah. All right. Freemitter says, Coach, enjoyed the tennis shout-out last night. Have you tried pickleball, or is it too risky for your Achilles? And he says, thoughts on Paula Badosa. I believe her name is. Um, I looked her up. I don't really am not familiar with her. She's ranked middle of the pack in the 100s right there, Spanish tennis player. She doesn't strike me as probably one of the, uh, uh, on the looks department, she's something that, I like athletic-looking women, so yeah. On the looks department, she's a good looker. All right, um, there she's not amongst my favorite. Obviously, my favorite would be Anna Kornikova. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, my favorite to watch, though, would be Dominica Sibulkova. All right, if anybody's familiar with Dominica Sibulkova, she was one of my favorites to watch as a tennis player. All right, she was a diminutive short tennis player, about 5'5", five, 5'4". Five, five, All right, she had a, a very long torso and short legs. She was very interesting and powerful to watch. Another looker would be Sloane Stevens. All right, great, great-looking chocolatey piece of thing there. And uh, there was a lot of tennis players that I like, by the way. All right, so uh, tennis is my game. And by the way, I'm not going to play pickleball. My Achilles, I ruptured my Achilles 10 years ago, and it's not that it hurt, but the recovery for the ruptured Achilles is just too long, all right? And so it's a year recovery at best, and uh, then you're not even the same. So uh, I got rid of all sports that, that deal with lateral movement and quickly transitioning to any forward lunge or backpedaling. All right. So that eliminates a lot of sports. So tennis is one of them. Basketball is another one. Now I'll shoot baskets. I'll play tennis, but it's going to be very lightly. And uh, yeah, if you hit a drop shot on me, I'm not chasing it. Mm. <laughs> right? If you hit a drop shot on me, I'm not going to get it because that's where you really rupture your Achilles on the forward lunge. So you're moving laterally, all right? You might backpedal, and then if a quick forward step, that's where you're going to do it. Now, when you rupture Achilles, you're, um, you're I guess the, you're probably going to be least likely to rupture the Achilles that you already injured based on the surgery. It's a very light chance that you will rupture it, which is a good thing. But there is, there is a, a high chance that you'll rupture the other one. <laughs> all right, so you will rupture the other one. If, in fact, uh, you ruptured the first one, I actually knew a guy who ruptured two Achilles and he had recovery on both. It was actually really bad. All right. So, yeah, man, I'm def definitely down to um, I'm definitely down to some sports. I've whittled them down. You'll never see me at the 24 hour uh, fitness playing basketball. All right. If you will, I'll play. I'll do a three point shooting contest. I might play 21. All right. But I'm not going to jump for rebounds. I'm not going to go for a loose ball. Not I. All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to y'all, man. I've had my time. I'm glad. And I played a lot of court sports, so I'm actually glad uh, to have played it. But thank you for that one. And we have Henry Resilient says XQC's ex-girlfriend put a fake grape case on him to get him kicked out of his house. Boy, he caught a bad one. He caught a bad one. He says, then asked him for millions to drop the case. Her marriage and grape claim got thrown out. Now he's going to the Trevor Bauer right. Is this the same wife, Henry? Is this the same woman that said they were married? Is this the same woman that got the police to kick him out of the house so she can collect her stuff? Or is this another girl? Man, XQC, shout out to him. Um, he was a big old monkey simp. I think he actually was in the 12 simps of Christmas 
at one point as a honorable mention. But boy, it caught up to him. This ninja, I bet you he took the red pill by now. All right. I bet you he took the real pill. Is this the same girl? Oh, man. He, oh, man. I might have to talk about him. And mm, Well, because I switched to another way of delivering my stream, I don't know if I can bring you up. I'm not going to be on StreamYard. But perhaps you might have to come up. Um, and maybe uh, we'll figure out how you can come up to update us on this case. All right. We, we have to do that. All right, man. But I, I don't use StreamYard no more, so I have to figure that out. Hmm. Her name is Adept. He caught a demon. Remember, he was yelling at Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate was trying to lace him up. And he was like, oh, no. And then this is typically what happens to blue pill men. They'll have a girl. My girl will never do that. I'm married and you're just mad because you can't get a girl. And then their girl will do the bait and switch, pull the rug. And then all of a sudden, this ninja going to find out. Oh, shit. <laughs> he done found out. All right, that's what you get for simping. As Tony Yeo says, we don't love those we sharing them. I ain't loving them. Oh, handcuffing them. Because Ninja, you simping. I had to censor the song just a little bit. Because Ninja, you simping. You love hoes. You sharing them. I'm replacing them. You just chasing them. Because Ninja, you simping. You lay your simp game down when it comes to the simping. <laughs> you do all they say and obey all they wishes. All right. All right, anyway, shout out to Tony Yayo in the building. We got El Jefe says, remember, men, marriage and kids make your relationship worse, not better. All right, and that is not even the discussion here. All right, so it's crazy. It's true. Kevin Sullivan says, watching your stream last night and man coach be on it, seeing a ninja showing his teeth with his white Pillsbury biscuit can. All I can hear was. Oh, the humanity. All right, he was showing teeth. Ninjas, hey man, listen. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Hey man, yeah, the Tony Yayo. All right, AKA the John Cena. All right, shout out to Tony Yayo. All right, he got screwed over, didn't he? Uh, but uh, anyway. You know, he was going to be in the in the G-Unit album. He was going to be over, but he got put in a slammer. Man, his life would have been different. But uh, anyway, what are we doing here? Ninjas love plump women. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Ninjas love plump women. They don't care. And then, as Chris Rock says, the whiter she is, the plumper she is, ninjas be loving. All right. All right, no government ABA says earlier you discussed today. Oh, yes, we will have this alert. He says earlier yesterday, or wait, earlier this week, you discussed today's FEMA FCC public broadcast test at 2.20 p.m. Eastern. I heard other countries are doing the same. What's the most plausible conspiracy theory about this event? Well, listen. New, 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 new world order. That's it right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, bruh. This cannot be good. Ninjas be like, it's just a test. Man, this cannot be good. Now, people were saying there's going to be dust particles coming through the phone and stuff like that. Now, I don't know about all that, but I want, I'm not putting it past them. It's going to activate your, your, whatever, your MR DNA. I've heard crazy shit. It's going to activate your MDNA, MR, whatever it is. I've heard some shit like that, and I'm sitting there like, 
activate your poke? Could be. Listen, I, I, I'm not going to go that far. But what I do know, <laughs> what I do know is there will be a World War III. New, 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 new world order. They're going to be one. And they got to get y'all ninjas ready. They're going to get y'all ninjas ready for it. Meaning if they got to get y'all to have information to where to gather, take your ass to all the empty Costco buildings and all that. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. But, but y'all don't, you know, you don't see this coming. I just, I'm just as not comfortable with the direction of where the world is. I knew we would be here, but we're here. Ninjas is like, oh, don't worry. Nah, man. I'm not comfortable with it. We're, we're, we have some people who are hell-bent. And, and, and let me just say this. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole. I'll just say this. There are some people who are hell-bent on enslaving the world's population. This is not even deniable. In fact, everybody knows names. I, do not type the names in my chat. There's two people prominently that are on hell-bent power hungry and guess what they're going unchallenged people are scared to even talk about these people like if you brought their name up people like you can't talk about them or if you brought their name up people would be like who i'm like these people are running the world i mean i mean in 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 the most simplest terms that i can tell you there is a power struggle going on and one day one day yeah we got some villains trying to run the or we got some doctor evils and shit but here's the thing. One day, after all of this, maybe the, you know, maybe there'll be somebody that writes about this 100 years from now. And they'll possibly say, how come we didn't see this? Similarly to your boy, the little mustache man. Now, from hindsight history, everybody would assume and say, why didn't we see this? Why didn't anyone say anything? Hey, man, please look. Anybody that's, listen. We're not going to type those things in the chat. I'm going to block anybody typing certain things in the chat. Okay. Now, what you're going to say is people are going to say, like Little Mustache Man was obviously doing things, but what you don't know is in real time, he had support. He had support. Like, no one was challenging him. People were funding him. People were writing pleasant things about him. Now, 80 years later, we're looking at it like, why didn't anybody say anything? That's what time we live in right now. That's what time we live in right now. Why didn't anybody say anything? People did. People disappeared. <laughs> People got silenced. People got censored. Nobody stopped anybody from getting censored. It is what it is. I mean, nobody can deny what I'm saying here. So we're living, we have that now. In fact, if you think about it, I mean, I'm not even going to go down this rabbit hole. But there are certain things that are happening right now where they're making a guy, oh, he's the good guy. Clearly not. And, and, and history will tell time. And then they're going to look at the people who supported it. Why did y'all support this? And you didn't see it. it, it it's, the, it's the story as old as time. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. The people you're supporting today are going to be the bad guys of tomorrow. And that was the same as the little mustache man. Same as the little mustache man. It's the same story that, that you guys thought people were automatically looking at, at him as the bad guy. No, that's history looks at him as the bad guy. History looks at him. When he was doing what he was doing, people was giving him full support. Even Americans, the American president currently at that time, 
Not only that, Time Magazine named them person of the year. It doesn't necessarily mean a good person, but that's what they did. New York Time was pro little mustache man, but that's neither here nor there. I'll keep it. I'll keep it moving. I'm going to keep it moving. But, you know, new, 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 new world order. I'll keep it moving. Uh, but yes, we will have this event during the live stream. We're going to have the new, 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 new world. Order. We're going to have this. We're going to have this event during the live stream. So it is what it is. All right. Here we go. Uh, also, no government name says your boys fresh and fit are on a popular YouTubers live stream. Straight up cooning. Oh, with self-deprecating humor about black folks, give them the buzzer. Okay, I think I saw them on. Um, they were on the Steven Crowder show. All right, I'm not sure if they're still on it, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, listen, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. They just they they trying to they they they, they doing what they doing. All right, anyway, yeah, ninjas ain't ready for this. They ain't ready for no conversation, man. I'm gonna tell you. All right, let, look, let me get into the show because I know I got some PayPal's. How many far back I'm at? I'm, I'm only three back, so I'm, I'm going to get on with this show. Speaking of, let's go doom and gloom. Doom and gloom, CGA back in here. If you weren't doom and gloom scared already, <laughs> I got some more stuff. To report for y'all. Y'all ready for this? Um, uh, interest rates are still skyrocketing right now. Buying a home seems impossible for most Americans and it possibly will be impossible going forward, especially if you're not stacking cash. And if you're not taking an uh, increase in income now, you'll be behind the eight ball. So even if the prices stay status quo, even if the interest rates do come down, you still can't afford no house in the next two years. Ninja, you got to be stacking cash today to be in a position to buy houses in two to three years. But buying a house today seems absolutely dumb unless you just have cash on, on debt or you're borrowing, leveraging someone else's money. All right, you, leveraging your own money right now is actually going to be almost a disgrace. Anybody that I see trying to buy a house today, I'll be like, I would love to know your position. All right, I would love to know your position. All right, but uh, anyway, go ahead. 8% mortgage rate, 10% on the second, 12% on the second mortgage. Have at it. Have at it. All right, but price is probably not going to collapse or crash. But you're going to have to be in a good position when those interest rates come down. Hopefully, they'll come down in the next two or three years. With that being said, how are people adjusting? Well, California. California knows how to party. According to the Los Angeles Times. New, 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 new world order. Can't afford California housing? Well, try living in a tiny sleeping pod. All four feet of it. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, man, they are really shrinking your expectations in life. I mean, all of this to stay in California. I, I don't know, man. That looks like a small pod. I don't think I can sleep in that. Like, that looks like a train. Look at this, man. <laughs> Yo, and the normies are going to go for some shit like this, man. I tell you. I tell you, man. All the state, man, move out of the state if this is what you're doing here. Guys, this does not make sense on any level. I mean, this is not even, like, come on, man. How do you not believe a conspiracy theory if they're making small pods? Mm. You're all going to be living in the gulag. <laughs> yeah. 
What? Oh, man, this is crazy. Okay, pods have locations in Palo Alto, San Francisco, and Bakersfield. Brownstone shared housing has converted two two homes and an office space in the dwellings of dozens of people with rent ranging from $500 to $900 per month. Jesus. Where are the showers? They're like dorms. I mean, come on. This is basically going to be, listen. They're saying they're getting these for rent. I think they're getting them for preparation. New, 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 new world order. All right. And by the way, San Francisco's downtown is dying right now. A lot of businesses have skedaddled. They got out of there. And now they're turning these office buildings. You thought they were turning them to apartments. Well, apparently not. They're turning them into small pods. Mm. All right. They're going to have to have somewhere for San Franciscans to go. Somewhere for the Californians to go. 900 of but Yikes. Somebody says, do on this is in China. I can't remember. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm sure they do. All right. This is probably some stuff they got from an idea in China, which is not good for Americans or Republicans. People of the Republic of America. Speaking of, uh, California Governor had uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom had this to say, speaking to California, about the rising gas prices. Some say, and I was just in Southern California, it was $7 for premium gas, all right, $7 for premium gas, all right, but six sixty nine dollars with your debit card. Most people are paying debit card. Some places it was above $7. Some places it was approaching $8 a gallon. Well, the price of uh, oil has skyrocketed up to about $90 a barrel, and even going higher, this is forcing gas prices to rise, even in places all across the country. Now, Gavin Newsom, your future president, I predicted this about a year ago, But I said he'll probably replace Joe Biden at some particular point as the person running. All right. People thought I was a lunatic when I said that. Hell no. This is becoming plausible. All right. CGA Coach Adamas is on it again. He'll probably replace him. If not, uh, outright, uh, they ouster him with the 25th Amendment and get rid of Kamala. Because they are trying to get rid of Kamala. All right. But Gavin is definitely uh, setting himself up for a presidential run. If not now, but in 2028. And my mother loves her some Gavin Newsom. Let's see what he says here. This is typical. For the, for those who don't know, his nickname is Gruesome Newsom. I lived in California while he was the governor. He is a part of the four family mafia of California. I'm saying too much. New, 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 new world order. He is the adopted nephew of one Nancy Pelosi and the Brown family also. Um, uh, he is a part of this family. I believe he had married into the Brown family. So if you know anything about the four families of California, he is one of them. He is an insider. New, 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 new world He is order. not an outsider. He is not a guy who just ran because he ran on good policy. He is an insider, and that's what it is. New, 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 new world but order. people who support him, they don't care about that because they're normies. But let's hear what he has to say. Oh, you're right. Excuse me. Gouging us. Oil companies four, are screwing us. $4 a gallon in every other state. Yeah. $7 I saw here. Uh, Seven. Why is yeah. your state nearly twice as much? As of today, I, I monitor this very closely. I just did a special session. We okay. became the first state in the country to do price gouging legislation with a new monitor just went into effect. These oil companies are ripping us off. $2. They're only ripping off six, California, though? $2.06. This mystery surcharge that they've been advancing for years and years. But the average around the country's California. four, and $2. I saw anywhere between six. 
six fifty and seven dollars. Two dollars and six cents higher. You're absolutely right. Now, your state is much more than every other state. Exactly. Two dollars. Why? Higher. Because they're screwing us. There's no justification. It's not regulation, taxation. Yes. Eighty five cents. Eighty five cents. Low carbon fuel standard. How much does California get per gallon for gasoline tax? When you add the gas tax, you add cap and trade, and you add the low carbon fuel standards, and then periodically add, and I'm, full, I'm being as transparent as I can be, and you add our unique blend, you get a differential around 85 cents. That you can justify, not $2.06. That's okay. where the so you're oil companies you should are be squinting. a dollar more and a if gallon. If you want to trust the oil companies, I can assure you, these guys don't have your back or the American Let public. Me t- All right, sorry for that late noise right there, but uh, that's an example of what you're going to get, you know, future president. I think he can win, too. I definitely think he can win. Um, You know, he's everything that uh, politicians should be in America. I think he could win, and uh, he'll go in. Whoever he runs against could be a landslide. All right, people don't think so. He's everything that every American uh, Democrat would love to vote for. All right, he's youthful. He's energetic. I don't think he's rather trustworthy. He doesn't really say much. He says a lot without saying nothing. That's a prime example. But he could get the lady. He can get that. He can galvanize a lady. He can he can get the black women vote for sure. And he can get some of y'all ninjas to vote over for him too. So watch out. He might be able to sneak in there. In fact, what did I tell you? Uh, CGA Coach Dadamas is on it. Let me give myself another victory lap. It is indeed true that Gavin Newsom has replaced Diane Feinstein. With a woman named LaFonza Butler, as I told you, he's going to pick a black woman. All right. I know these things, man. Coach Adamas be on it. And uh, oddly enough, this black woman is not even from California. Mm. Well, you don't have to be a senator. You don't have to be from a place to be a senator. Uh, ask John Kennedy. Ask uh, Hillary Clinton. Ask uh, Mitt Romney. You know, there's a lot of people who are senators of states that they never really resided in for very long. But the, uh, the thing that I predicted after, I think you guys, uh, we announced the death of uh, Dianne Feinstein, all right, um, um, uh, like that day, and I said, oh, uh, Gavin Newsom is in charge of replacing at least the person until there's a general election to replace whoever that person. And I said, they'll pick, they'll pick a black woman, and in fact, that's what he did. Um, there's the person being sworn in right now. Oh, in fact, she is part of the Reading Rainbow community. In fact, is a out lesbian, all right? And of course, she's the one that said it. I didn't say it. But not only is she a woman, she's a black woman. Not only is she a black woman, she's a lesbian. I think that checks all the boxes, and Kamala Harris has sworn her in. Sworn her in as the new uh, senator, the second senator representing the great state of California. And uh, she's not from California. She's from Maryland, and so forth and so on. So I think she's the only black female senator currently in the Senate. So you see where this is going. You see where this is going. Anyway, more crazy stuff in the doom and gloom. For the first time in over 100 years, Kevin McCarthy has been ousted as Speaker of the House. Certainly have never seen this in my lifetime, and I couldn't even imagine. I mean, some of the Speakers of the House that I know, Newt Gingrich, all right, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, to name a few, I cannot imagine they would be voted out. But if you don't know, Kevin McCarthy had a f- tough chance. He had a tough fight getting in as a ho- the Speaker of the House. In fact, the Speaker of the House does not even have to be a part of the Senate. Um, so they could actually elect someone outside of that. Maybe, maybe Donald Trump. 
temporarily. <laughs> uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. New, 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 new world order. All right, and so this ouster does not come as a surprise. It was tough for him to even get in, and he barely got in. He had to really politic to get into the job, and they didn't like what he did in this last year and a half, and they gave him the boot. This is historic, and this is definitely giving you an indication that there's a power struggle. There's people who are not on one accord. Even the Republicans voted him out. They, they didn't want to vote him in initially. And, of course, Democrats got a great support. Um, Joe Biden, he actually, before he got ousted, he put together a, a, a possible impeachment uh, inquiry to get Joe Biden impeached, right? And, he, and there were some Republicans that did not want to even support that. And it's going to be, it's going to go nowhere. There's no chance of Joe Biden being impeached, in my opinion. Um, and so I think that might've been one of the last straws, but there's, there's always a lot of nuance and conversations here. I'm just giving you the general shit just in case you don't follow the bread and circus, but this does give us an indication where things are in our country. All right. Historic shit, historic shit going on. Speaking of, we got more doom and gloom, 75,000 Kaiser Permanente workers walk off the job, which is called the largest healthcare worker strike in U S history. New, 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 new world order. We are not in good shape out here. We're not in good shape, all right? We're not in good shape out here. This is also stuff that I've actually prescribed and predicted. We're going to have mass layoffs. We also have rising cost of living. We also have disgruntled workers, people who are barely able to make it, people who do have jobs. They still don't like their position with their companies, and they're trying to negotiate new bargaining agreements, and they're leveraging uh, walking off the job at this particular point. And this now is now what? The fifth, sixth largest corporations that are performing some sort of work strike. You have the people here. I'm not going to go into it, but essentially this is the this the temperature. I'm just telling you to gauge the temperature of where things are going. All right, this is only going to have a domino effect. You're going to see more companies and, and, and unions walking off the job, striking. And uh, this is going to give you an indication of where we are going into 2024 and the election. All right. All right. More doom and gloom information. Yes. Boy, we got a lot of doom and gloom this morning. Allegedly, judges, a judge dismisses 80% of the New York Attorney General's case against Donald Trump. All right. Stuff you're not going to hear. Remember, there's a fraud case going on with Donald Trump. And allegedly, one of the judges dismissed 80% of the case. All right. Earlier today. Uh, Trump made some strong accusations against the judge, but later changed his tone and praised the judge's fair statement in court. Trump's fraud case took an interesting turn today as his lawyers and the judge seemed to agree that 80% of the case would be thrown out due to statute of limitations. Uh, so follow that right there. That's something going on. I, I don't think people are really reporting that in your circle. So I'm here to bring you the pain. I mean, we're here to bring you the pain to save the time. All right, um, most people are still going to say he has 88 indictments against him. All right. Yeah. All right, that, those things probably, you're not, you're not going to remember that, but you're, not gonna, you're, not, you're only going to remember that. You're not going to remember the fact that a lot of the cases could be thrown out. A lot of the cases are going to be dragged and delayed. They're not going to happen before the general election, and none of these cases, he will not be sentenced to, probably, probably not be sentenced to anything leading up to the election. All right, so, but the general public now still has in their head that he has all of these indictments and that they're going to stick. Well, in that case, you haven't been updated. It's certainly not going to be true going forward, but whatever numbers they have. More doom and gloom. We have this man, 
own a home, you say. Rent out your home as supplemental income, you say. Well, here's a Seattle homeowner who lives in a van while delinquent tenant lives in his rental and rents out a portion of the, the house on Airbnb. Take a listen to this and hit the like button. And Roth lives in a van with his dog. Wally. But get this, he is homeless and a homeowner all at the same time. It's something I can't fully wrap my head around. It's more like head banging for Jason. See, here's his Rainier Valley home, but the tenant in it is way behind on his rent. So Jason is making mortgage payments and paying for flight school. He's also owed five months rent, a total of some $29,000, not including utilities. I do come here often though. I do come here just to look at my house and miss it and wish I could be in it. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Owning a property, you say. All right, own a property, they said. All right, you'll make a bunch of money, they said. Own a property and rental incomes and rent out a room. Rent out your house, they said. You'll make extra passive income, they said. All right, well, guys, there's always stories like this. Making matters worse, the renter offered Jason's downstairs unit on Airbnb for $434 a night. Oh, man, yo. <laughs> yeah. All right, so not only is he living in his van, homeless, and not collecting rent, the guy who's renting the house is airbnb the bottom floor and making money from it. Let's hear it. He's, at the very least, he's generating $2,000 a month. And it's more than likely he's generating closer to three or possibly even four, depending wow. on the month. And even though he didn't own the home, the city gave the renter a short-term rental license. So not only is he not paying me, but he's generating an income through the basement Airbnb unit. And meanwhile, I'm having to pay the utilities for that unit. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, man. Own a home, they said. It'll be easy passive income, they said. All right, I'm of the belief that it's never passive income. You're going to work your ass off for it. So be prepared for it. It's not just going to be as easy as collecting rent. All right, last update here. The woman that I gave you an update, the New York City Puerto Rican or Dominicano Morena, all right, that was in New York City in Dudu, Dubai, running her lip and pushing people around, allegedly, has been sentenced to one year in a Dubai prison lord have mercy uh that's what you get trying to be american these american women think they can go places i'm an american woman i'm a feminist i'm equal all right she learned none of those things are true and nobody cares about you being a woman all right what you can do is go in there and uh you know peel potatoes that's what you can do you can make license plates you'll be pressing license plates all year long You'll be out there in the cold. You'll probably be getting touched on and felt on. You'll realize what American rights we actually have. You're the new Britney Griner, <laughs> right? And please do not bail this woman out. Throw her ass in the whole gulag. You will be a lick em low lover by the time you come out of here, fam. I'm going to just let you know. And, um, yeah, Instagram is no longer available in the doo-doo Dubai prison, I'm pretty sure. So there's the update. Apparently, now the New York Times headline says, after touching airport security arm. No, that's what she said. 
But guys, when you go to other countries, stop acting like you have American rights over there. A lot of people think Americans don't have rights because, yeah, is everything equal over here? Not really. But we have amazing rights over here in comparison to the rest of the world. Ninja, you lucky you didn't get the whole goddamn ass whooping or your arm chopped off. All right. Your social security number means nothing over there. All right. The American embassy will do nothing. They got bigger thing fish to fry, including the Democratic fish fry. But that's the doom and gloom segment for the day. Yep, the New York Times tried to simp for her. Oh, she got sent to some one year for touching her arm. No, she was running her mouth, not listening to instructions, and now she's headed for self-destruction. Let's get to the PayPals. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all for contributions here. Contributions made to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund because a child is a terrible thing to waste and use as a pawn for the court system. Let's get back in here. Let's get back in here, all right? All right, another Puerto Rican down bad, all right? Or is is she a Dominican? I couldn't tell. I couldn't see her backside. Dominicans are basically uh, straggle daggles. So a lot of ninjas run over there to get Spanish speaking straggles. Mm. All right. But they're nice, though. All right. I had a funny Dominican picture, too, of some Dominican women all holding firearms. And they were like, they ready for the ninjas coming over here. All right. Shout out to Emmanuel says, here's your espresso coach. I need a spike. I need a I need a pick me up. Definitely need to pick me up. All right. Get that energy up. What are we doing here? Uh, we got our brother here. Let me see. We got two brothers here that are over on the PayPalsy. It's our brother, Irvin. All right. Shout out to Irvin. What's up, coach? I want to say thank you for your book suggestions. I read the Free Agent Lifestyle book a few months ago, which is wonderful. And I listened to Outwitting the Devil this morning. Within a minute of listening to it, I started taking notes. It gave me confirmation of a lot of things that I believe. Thank you, coach, and God bless. Shout out to you. All right, that book is for, you can get that book for free. Not the free agent lifestyle. Ninja, pay for the book. But Outwitting the Devil, you can get it here for free. You can buy it. I suggest that you buy it so you can take some notes or you can take some notes on your notepad. I've been telling you, the current modern man has been wussified in comparison and the direction and path. That, and ladies, ladies, I agree with you on certain instances on what you guys need for men. We're not giving it to you. In fact, some of these guys are really messing up the system. I just don't like it. They're trying to manipulate and trying to finesse and oh, I'm going to do this and this how you get the bitch and this how you get her put her on your program. I, I, I just think that's cowardly. It's cowardly. It's sniveling. It's conniving. All right. We need some direct in your face men. Now, ladies, it does require you to grab ankles. He says, respect for your writings, bro. Appreciate you. We need women. Hey, women grab ankles. And I don't want to hear shit about no monogamy. We ain't. Listen, ladies, I'm going I'm to take you to. Ladies, I'll take you to the promised land. But you're going to have to drop some of this bullshit. All right. Come on. But men, today's men are just pansy, weak, spineless, jellyback. It's ridiculous, and I'm here, hopefully, you know, this is not a hill turn. I've been saying this. I've been saying this, like, even before Andrew Tate even got back. I've been telling y'all, what men used to be, we ain't no more. 
and you're asking women to be like, ah, they need to submit. Bullshit. Now they do. They do need to submit in a certain instance. But you men today, somebody says, whose fault is that? See, this is a difficult conversation. I believe, you know, it's hard to put fault on one thing. But I, if I have to fault anyone for this, if I have to fault anyone, it's the baby boomers' fault. All right? It's, I mean, listen, I, you want me to put fault somewhere. There's fault to go around. It's the baby boomers. It's the baby boomers. If I'm going to put, I'm going to give everybody some fault, I'm going to spread it around equally. The baby boomers. I can start right there. They screwed us. They screwed the pooch. They screwed the pooch in a lot of ways. Now, they set us up for some failure. They set us up for failure, and we will never recover. Now, (laughs) we will never recover from this type of failure. It's going to be some adjustments. It's the baby boomers' fault. That that generation solidified we was going to head into wussification, for sure. They led us right to the slaughter. And it's going to be a while for us to recover from this. So anyway, they have been, they started the weak male shit. They did. And they started, they started the, uh, I don't want to get too far, far into it. Now, the problem is they just are a massive number of people. So they had to have a lot of programming and they had to be pushed a certain way for, for whatever they wanted to work. But these, the, the baby boomers were, they, they were the first ones to be, you know, massively anti-war, less likely to serve their country, right? Which is, I think, you know, listen, I wouldn't want to serve at all. But men, men need to serve in a certain way. They got out of service. Like, that was one of their first things that they did. And then that forced Gen X. A lot of boomers told Gen X to not serve. Now, when you do that, you make less of a man, All right, you're going to make less of a man because men don't know how to overcome adversity. Now, there's an argument in there. Remember, I'm just being general because is it the best thing to serve in the... Listen, but that mindset has led to more spoiled men, okay? Then you have every agenda possible has been damn shuffled through the throats of the boomers. They fell for everything, they fell for every agenda that you could, I mean, it was them. Any, any previous generation, silent generation, none of them had the agenda, the, the agenda-driven life, the, the, the programming through television. Television programming was through the boomers, which they went to the silent generation called the TV, the idiot box. The boomers latched on the television. And if any boomer ever tells you about social media, and how bad social media is, tell them to stick it because they were the ones that fell for the television, all right? With their seven channels, fell for every goddamn thing while Walter Cronkite, Ted Koppel, all right, Dan Rather, they could not wait for these men to read the teleprompter to tell them what to do. It's just, they fell for every TV show, every, I mean, it's just absolutely a farce. I mean, I think that's where it started. The boomers. They were more likely to be hooked on drugs. 
fornication, children out of wedlock, feminism, the boomers. <laughs> it's the boomers. He says, I'm a boomer, and this is a fair comment. Yeah. Now, they are not alone in this, but they push forth affirmative action. They put they everything that we complain about. They push forth no-fault divorce. They got massively married, one, two, three, four marriages, some of them, five, six, seven, eight. The newspaper, these people, man. Oh, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Go to college. These people. <laughs> now they stuck with student loans. They didn't have a mind of their own. Everything they did was to self-serve them. Well, I'll get a house and I'll get a car. And these people have lost all their houses, lost their cars, bankrupt five times, divorced three. They led the child. The boomers were the men who forced child support to target Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. The boomers ushered in the current child support laws. Because they were completely irresponsible and or they had some issues with drugs. Some of them were Vietnam veterans. Some of them were deadbeats. Some of them were pimps. You know who pimp culture came through? The boomers. Pimp culture is one of the worst cultures to ever infect and infest the black community. It was around prior to that, but this idea of the pimp and the player, boomers. The American dream, boomers, finance, refinance, credit card debt, boomers. But anyway, let me let me get off of that. Hippie, free love, boomers, sexual revolution, boomers. Hippie culture, boomers, rock and roll, it's <laughs> the boomers. So anyway, let me stop on them because they're going to be irate. Madfly, boomers. All right, uh, uh, any, any, anything, any disease, bird flu, boomers. They went running scared, any damn thing, sharks, boomers. <laughs> Anytime they want to scare the piss out of, uh, out of somebody, they went to the boomers. I'm like, you know what? Anthrax in the mail. Boomers come out with masks, gloves, COVID, boomers. Single mothers, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> any type of lame mad cow disease don't eat the meat who said it dan rather boomers <laughs> they were scared so why anytime you want to scare oh shit all right peanut butter allergy boomer i mean come on fam yep cuban missile crisis boomers what was the one uh where the, where the mosquitoes get you boomers remember that AIDS, boomers, <laughs> right? Y2K, boomers. I mean, they, 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 it's every damn thing. Every week, the boomers got to get scared every week. So what's up now? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude. Anyway, anything. I'm just let. yeah, West Nile virus, boomers. Ebola, boomers. <laughs> they, they feel for <laughs> They on it anytime, bro. They was the ones. And, and today, today, they're the scaredest generation out here. And they got smoke for the millennials. But but the boomers, every week they scared of something. Every week. And they want you to be scared. And when you walk around, you be like, I ain't scared of that shit. <laughs> Who raised the current men that women complain about? Boomers. 
and now Gen X. Latchkey kids. Boomers. Boomers left you at home. They left you in the car, swelt in the car. They never attached you to seatbelts. They didn't put helmets on you. Ninja, your parents didn't even know. As long as you were alive, they were like, is they alive? Okay, good. Anyway, let me stop on the boomers. Let me stop on the boomers. The boomers was like, this is ridiculous. They've tuned out of my show. All right, anyway. Boomers, put your mask on eight feet away from each other, boomers. That was the ones, man. <laughs> anyway. Yep, the ozone layer. Don't spray that. The ozone layer. What happened to that story? What happened to the ozone layer thing? Remember, that was the thing. I guess nobody's using aerosol in the amount that we were using it. But they were going to, the ozone layer is going to thin out. Boomers. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Boomers. I mean, they, they're like, if I listen, it's, it's, it's blame to go around. It's blame to go around. But I think right there, the weakest link are the boomers. All right. Let me stop. Scaredest generation in history. War? No. We want peace. Boomers. <laughs> they want a utopia. Also, they can enjoy with no barbarians. Oh, of course, you had to put up a barbarian every week. The United States had to have a new enemy. Oh, he's the enemy right here, right there. Osama bin Laden. Oh, there he is right there. Oh, the Libyan guy, Gaddafi. Look at him. Doesn't he look scary? Look at this guy, Saddam Hussein. Look, he looks scary too, huh? There's another madman over there. Get the madman. Weapons of mass destruction. Boomers. <laughs> right? There's another madman. Look at him. The Iranian guy. Look at this guy. Oh, look, there's the other madman there. <laughs> right? Madman. Every week it was a new madman. They put him up and he was brown. Light brown. Dark brown, look at this guy. It's a madman out there. And you'll be like, oh, look at this guy. The Ayatollah, he looks scary. <laughs> right, get him. Get him. And you'll just be like, bomb him. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> the boogeyman. All right. They love a boogeyman. They love a boogeyman. Boomers love a boogeyman. Now, you know who the boogeyman really was? Us. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, yep. The North Korea. He's the boogeyman. We need to get him. What are we going to do? We need to take him down now. CIA on it. <laughs> the boomers. Yeah. Anyway. All right. He's got a long beard. He's dark skin. All right. What is this guy doing over there? Is he doing that African madman? Remember Kona? Remember they had that the guy in Kona was the boogeyman all of a sudden? That was the boomers in the, well, who was that? They always think if we get the boogeyman, we'll be back to peace. Boomers. <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyway, man, it's crazy, bro. Kayla says, what's up, coach? I'm just curious. Have you ever thought about having a nickname when you first started this YouTube thing? I know you go by CGA. But even Myron Gaines' uh, name isn't actually his government name. And Donovan Sharp either, he says, many other in the sphere also had nicknames. I did. I considered it. Uh, but this is why I'm the realest of the real. You're getting a real authentic guy. All right? All right, real ninja, I'm authentic. 
I'll F a chick till she's short-winded. <laughs> All right, so this is why you got the realest of the real. All right, uh, anyway. All right, there's not many realists of the real, not to say that the other guys are fake, because at the time, at the time, it was very intelligent and smart to go by a pseudonym. All right, because you could get, you know, you could get discovered. Where we at here? VMAS says, Coach, Coach Gang just putting something in the collection plate. All the glory to the most high. Indeed, shout out to you. Zoman says, Coach, that doo-doo Dubai girl actually just got freed. Oh, Jesus. Who, who, who let her out? Who let her out? That's crazy. Let her ass out. All right, let's get a blue chip moment and then straggle and sniggle theater. Let's get some blue chips real quick. Let's listen to this gentleman here. Put y'all up on some game. You might not agree with anything he says, but this is from the school of hard knocks. He's going to give you a couple of blue chips and let's hear him out. Industry, did you decide to pursue a career in finance? So I'm in private equity. And what was the turning point like getting into that business? Did you always know that you were going to do that? or No, no, no. It was pretty scary. I spent probably about six years in isolation to break into investment banking. Grew up homeless, first-generation college student. Dad left when I was two. At the turning point when I was 18, my mom actually had some, some mental struggles and battles with suicide. And I decided that I wanted to roll up my sleeves and go play with the big boys. And so I graduated from the number one business school in the world, Wharton. Now I'm in finance doing private equity. And it's been a dream come true. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Seriously. So let me ask you this. As someone who's in private equity, right? When it comes to the way that people look at money, what would you say is the number one thing that separates the middle class and those who end up really acquiring and building that wealth? Risk aversion. You look at the top Forbes list, like the top 500, about 83% of that list, they were willing to go to negative 3 million before hitting it big. And so the risk appetite to actually kick it up to the next level, I think is something that a lot of people need to take into perspective when they say, you know, I want to win. What's been the most amount of money that you've ever made in a single year? Yeah. Multiple millions. Yeah. yeah. What's the best financial advice that you would pass on to the younger generation today? Bet big and lose early. Don't worry about how much money you're making on a single transaction or a single investment. In your younger years, it's all about developing a playbook. And so you got to be willing to lose just as bad as you're willing to win. When you take L's, it's not about like the L itself. It's like, how can I adjust my playbook so I never have to take the L again? If you do that, you'll have a lot more wins. Great interview, man. You crushed that. Seriously, man. I appreciate you. Wait. All right. That's from... Blue chips right there because it is Wednesday. That's from the school of hard knocks on. Is this fake book? All right. Somebody sh people share these videos with me. So um, it's not like I searched them out, but I like that bit of information. Uh, he did mention that he went through a tough childhood, uh, poverty, potentially homelessness, and he was raised by his mother and she had her trials and tribulations. No one's per perfect. But I'm going to tell you, man, a lot of black men and this woman's going to talk about this later. in one of the truths that women tell a lot of black men, when you're raised by your mother, She's not going to equip you to be a man, all right? She's going to probably hamper or cripple you, disable you. In fact, you're stronger than her, and you're not even 10 years old, all right? I don't want you to look negative at your mother if you've been put in this situation. I love my mother. I was raised primarily by a single mother, although I did know my father, and we had a distant relationship, sometimes close, sometimes distant. But your mother is ill-equipped to train you to be a man to, to teach you these things. This is in general. This is 98%. She's going to weaken you more likely. She's going to develop you into her weakness, right? She's going to uh, consume you in her weaknesses, right? All right. And so if she has any addiction, any desperation, any sort, she's not going to prepare you in the way you need to be prepared. All right. This is just what happens. But I think um, for men, we have different expectations and uh, you can still love your mother, even though she is weaker than you. All right. She doesn't have the strength, the wherewithal, the, 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 ability to overcome adversity. So you then have to learn later on in the game. And I'm glad that guy has learned 
But sometimes it takes us another 20 years after we become 18 to learn these things. Much of the stuff that men learn is the pedestalization of women, which is a weak position. Even the Bible has said so. All right. We were supposed to pedestalize the most high in God, not the woman. The woman was supposed to be there to serve us. And I know a lot of people keep bringing that helpmate and serve concept in, but, but that's what it is. That's the order of man. That's the order of God. That's the order of nature. And anything outside of that is simply not to be accepted. But when you go out there and you tell ninjas to use the mouthpiece and run game and manipulate the woman out of her panties, and then that, is, that makes you a pussy hound, all right? And a lot of guys are pussy hounds, all right? I, I, know, I know there's a period of time that we should do this. I think past 25 is ridiculous. Ninjas need to get on their purpose, and men in general. So it doesn't matter if you're black or white, raised by a single mother, she will tell you, oh, do this for the woman. Do that for the woman. She ain't giving you no real life advice. Like this advice with what this man gave you is some real life advice. But your mother ain't going to have this advice. She ain't even going to have the idea of even thinking this way. All right. She doesn't have to because she can always find a man to bail her out or the government. The government. She can have another marriage. So she'll never think like this. So she'll never prepare you to accept L's early, to sacrifice, to have risk aversion, to have less risk aversion, to be where we are. And this is why this is one of the contributing factors of where you men are. And this is the result. And it doesn't matter if this is a single mother or your mother's married and she now hates her husband. She still is not going to prepare you for life. She's not. She cannot. And I have a woman talking about this later if you think I'm lying. Let's get on to the next one, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. Hey, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we're back in here. What do we got on the menu here? We got some good, good, funny stuff here. What do we got? Um, We have a woman that says she's had enough. I'm not sure what this is. I've already forgot. Let's see what she's saying. I need you guys to confirm that I was not bugging out in this situation. So a couple years ago, I got into my ex's car and his friend was sitting in the front seat. Why is your brethren sitting in the front of the car with you? What was supposed to happen is when I got into the car, you were supposed to get out of the car and go to the back, but you stayed in the front. Me in the back as your woman. And I need you guys to confirm that I was not bugging out in this situation. So a couple years ago, I got into my ex's car and his friend was sitting in the front seat. Why is your brethren sitting in the front of the car with you? What was supposed to happen is when I got into the car, you were supposed to get out of the car and go to the back, but you stayed in the front. Me in the back as your woman. And I need you. Okay, all right, I see what she's saying here. All right, she's wearing a camisole, by the way. I've, I've, I've hipped you up on camisole. All right, she's wearing a cami. This is lingerie, so but she is at home, so I'll let it slide. But she is recording herself with lingerie on, and uh, she is a pretty woman, definitely would fold her up. But see, these are the things that distract you as men, right? Now, we should have something in order to teach her, uh, uh, to give her instructions as to what you accept, what the expectations are. Sometimes you don't have time to give her all the expectations up front. What she's asking for is another petty thing that will distract me. Is this important at the moment? No. If it's not important at the moment, we can discuss this shit later. I have to focus on other things like protection and provision. You have a belief of something that should have happened. We can discuss this later. 
or I can give you the instructions. Never, never expect me to give you the front seat if you're the second person picked up. This is called equality. Of course, when I give you equality, you don't like it. Now you want preferential treatment. Why? Because you suck me off? Because you give me orgasms? Well, this is my homeboy for a long time. And we hear a lot of women say that. Well, I'm not going to get rid of my male friends. I knew these guys before you. So this is my homeboy. I knew him well before I knew you. He gets the front seat. Now, if you're going to start telling me I can't get no more Punani, well, good. Get out of my way. I'll go get me another bitch that will know order. I mean, but these things are petty things that women think about. This is why you can't not follow them. They're kind of bird-brained it. What were you mad about? You're mad about, I didn't tell the guy. You're mad about some sort of gentlemanly rule where the guy sees you, oh, this is your girl. He hops in the backseat. Nope, that's not what happens here. But now if you want to discuss it later on and say, hey, I would prefer to ride in the front seat if I'm picked up second, all right, and have your guy go to the back seat. Okay, is that what you prefer? Good. All right, let me think on this and think about if that makes sense. Then I can come back and give you a good answer. But she's all emotional about it, and she's still damaged and traumatized by it. By the way, there's no rule that says that the girlfriend writes in the first seat. This is all an individual thing. But she's in her saying the rule should be I should be able to ride in the front seat and the guy goes to the back. What rule is this? This is all just preference and what you prefer. And if this is what you prefer, we can discuss it. But there's no gentleman code or no chivalrous code that says that shit. All right, so this is what you're dealing with. She's coming in saying, hey, this should happen. According to who? All right, according to who? It's according to what you think. Ma'am, this is what you guys have to deal with. Uh, learn how to deal with people like this. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Apparently, a granny got a little bit horny. And she went to some ninja, you know, a pussy fiender. What do you call it? A peace leave hound. And she's been seeing this guy hound dogging for a long time. So Granny said, oh, you like the hound dog? You have to like to have random women? Well, I can serve you too. I can fix that bind. All right, listen closely. What you want, Miss Carol? Are you sleep? Do you want to No. It's just between us. Huh? It's just between us. No, I don't want that. Okay. I'm gonna go to sleep. Oh no, goodness. Ah. No, I'm gonna go to sleep. Okay. Go, go, give it to Mark. I've been trying to do that since I knew him. Go, give it to Mark. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man, I tell you, man, ring the doorbell on Granny. Wow. <laughs> Some of y'all ninjas would have said, come on in. All right, come on in, Granny. To wrap you in <laughs> my warm embrace. Oh, man, Jesus. Hey, man, the tides really turn for men once they hit 40. You know, the tide don't turn for the woman very much, man. She said, I'm still alive, and I want to do the nasty. Oh. Now, some of y'all ninjas would have been starving. You would have took that deal. Yeah, that brother's starving. You'd have been like, come on in, hurry up. 
But the thing is, it's a trap. All right. So it's a trap. Once you do it once, she gonna be she gonna be watching any girl that come in and out of your apartment. She gonna be slashing your tires. Trust me. She gonna be embarrassing you. She gonna see you at the damn convenience store and come up in there and say, "What's up, baby? Come on." She gonna grab all on you. Come up and stick her tongue down your throat. You gonna be like, "Come on." She said, "We could keep it between us." <laughs> we could keep it between us, man, girl, man, Almighty, ay, 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 ay. What you want, Miss Carol? Are you crazy? Do you want a head? No. It's just between us. Oh my goodness! All the humanity. Uh, she yeah, calling you daddy. She like hide that. Hey, daddy. Anytime you in the laundry room, anytime you step outside the house, she gonna be there sitting on the porch in her little rocking chair. You need a little something else, all right? Then she gonna need a couple of dollars. I am showing on a couple of dollars. She like I ain't giving you no money. All right, it ain't between us no more. She gonna be down there complaining at the uh, residential services. You know he be having girls over there spending the night, and she gonna be calling the tow truck guy. Hey, there's somebody tow truck. Come tow, come tow this car. All right, your girl gonna come over sleep over. Come tow this car. Your girl gonna come out. Why they tow my car? They don't never tow cars around here. She looking out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these grannies man never trust them man they steal women even though it's a freebie and you a nasty boy yeah you nasty all right what is this woman here i don't even know why i'm gonna play her but it's because she's a puerto rican all right let's get to it right here I love most about billy's sports bar this is my first time here that's the first time here what do you think it's your first time here what do you think? i think it's amazing it's awesome right the, what is it like you got this floor the floor over there the and the top floor it's really dope it's amazing and they got hennessy yep. <laughs> what about what's the last part i said and they got hennessy and the hennessy yeah, yeah i had to go up just to get it but you know you it's still here it was worth it right yeah especially after a yankees game and we won let's go let's get it let's, let's go, get yankees. it let's Anybody know any Puerto Ricans like this? Send her my way. I mean, even if she has a mole on her face. If anybody knows any Puerto Ricans that look like this, get her in contact with me asapidly. All right, asapidly. I mean, tomorrow, like today. I mean, like yesterday. If you know any Puerto Rican women that look like this, Ninja, get me. Get me on call with her right now. I'm just letting y'all ninjas know I got a weakness for these Lisa Lisa ass, Rosie Perez looking ass Puerto Ricans. I'm going to just let you know this right now. Yes, I went to Harlem Heights. I went to the Bronx. I done seen me some ninja. I'm going to have this percolate and percolate. Anybody know this woman? Anybody know? Yes, yeah, CGA star. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, where they? Hey, man, if anybody know any Puerto Ricans that look just like this, I want to know her right now. Yeah, that brother's starving. I want pictures. I want all of that. He said New York. I, when I was in New York, I saw him all over the place. Yep, when I lived in New York, I got a type, and this got to be one of the things right here. I'm just letting you know. This woman right here, Ninja. <laughs> I got first dibs. Y'all can have after me. All right. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. Yeah, starving, Ninja. Starving. 
All right, and I wanted to sound just like a ghetto-ass South Bronx Puerto Rican. Yes, all right, she got that mold on her face, but I'll let it pass. All right, and she got a, oh, right here. All right, right here. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, fam. Anybody know some Puerto Ricans? <laughs> yeah, that brother's starving. Them butter port, yeah, them butter pecan Puerto Ricans. All right, Ninja, y'all might not see me for a week. Them Sheila E. looking young-ass Puerto Ricans, all right? Where the Puerto Rican chicks at? Puerto Rican chicks, say something, <laughs> right? Say something. What are we doing here? I just had to show you that. Where's her at? What's her at? Ninja, I will fix this her bind right now. I'm in a bind, Nate. I will fix this her bind right now. <laughs> what? What's your rent, baby? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Come on. Come on. What's your rent? Your rent's due, motherfucker. I got it, baby. I got it. I got I'm it. I got it. I'm Nate today. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm serving. I'm showing teeth. Hey, look at this. Yes, yeah, right here. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, somebody. If you live in New York, if you live in New York, and you know a Puerto Rican that look like this, let me know. Send her my way. I'll flies her in and fixes her mind. All right here we go. <laughs> All right, yeah, Fixes Bind LLC for that Puerto Rican. I'm just let you know right now. And then just she going to stab me. I know she's going to stab me. I know she's going to do something like this. I know she's going to argue the entire day. I already know what she comes with. I already know what comes with it. She's always right. She's going to stab me. I, I know, Rodimus, she's going to get pregnant on me. I know. I know she's going to stab me. <laughs> All right. I know I'm going to get juked. She's going to be like, oh, you're not going to listen to me? Juke, juke, juke. All right. But come on to Vegas. All right. Anyway, man. I will get stabbed. All right. But I'm going to tell you. <laughs> she coming in with a knife. She's going to get arrested at the airport trying to sneak a knife onto the plane. I can't bring this knife. <laughs> I will wear Timbaland boots with her just so she's comfortable. Want me to put on some Tims? I got you. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, what do we got next? Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, this is an interesting meme. I've seen memes like this before. Okay. Somebody said that's average. Mm. I know. This is scary. If that's average for, for New York. Um, here's a funny thing. It says right here, why men, it says right here, why, what does it say? Why men don't date older women. All right. Why men don't date older women? Cause women were like, what's wrong with me? I have my degree in finance. All right. I got a job. I got a career in human resources. I've seen funny memes like this before. Now, when you see the group picture, the cheerleader effect hits you. You're like, oh, wow. A group of good looking women. Well, if you look at them individually, they're all average. Sometimes they're really below average, but most men don't see it. We just see a group of women and we're like, gosh. But if you look at each one individually, they're not that attractive. All right, they're average to below average, which is fine. Average is decent. But you also won't understand that this picture has a lot of people with some underlying issues and we'll go through them. Yeah. Uh, the issue is here. We have this woman here. Uh, let me see if you guys can see me uh, with the mouse. Can you guys see the mouse? I don't think you can see the mouse moving around. 
Nope, you can't see it. So I'll just describe it. The blonde in the upper left, all right, says heavy smoker, all right? And so she looks normal, but heavy smoker. And then the one in the flannel shirt below, plans to marry and divorce and live on alimony no later than two years from now. Yeah, you don't see this, but I'm ready to get married. These guys aren't serious. The one above her to the right only dates alpha males, meaning that she's alpha widow and is getting ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. The one below there next to the flannel to the right is going to be a drinking problem. And of course, when you're dealing with older, older women, especially older white women, they do develop drinking problems. Uh, you really see it unless it's behind closed doors. You might see it early on, but you'll think it's cute. You'll like it. You'll be like, oh, she's cute when she gets drunk. And she might even be more frisky. Uh, the one in the blue shirt, direct middle, already false accused two men of grape. Uh-oh, we got a false alligator. All right, so this woman here, and you won't know it until later on. She's a false alligator, and these are all presumed qualities of them. And yes, she has, a, she has unresolved issues related to some sexual history. She might have had already had some situations like that, and you'll find out later. Oh, in college. Oh, I had a guy, he date great me. And you're like, oh, God, you won't see it coming. This is what older women bring in terms of baggage. What about the one in the bottom? It says mental health problems. Shit, that's almost all of them. The one beside her says huge debts. All right, the one here on the far, far right, single mom with two kids. Yeah, they all look good. But if you really do your investigation and look at them individually, you'll see that they're somewhat average, subpar. And then when you go in deep, yeah, you'll see that they're bringing in mad baggage. The two in the back, feminazi, weight issues, and then feminazi's best friend, weight issues. All right, so these are the things that you inherit. It's not just because they're old. And no, it's not because they'll hit the wall in five years. It's a lot of other things, and you really must do your due diligence and vet. In fact, I'll share a story of one of the coach gang members who shall remain nameless. He sent a story to me, and he said, Coach, man, listen, man, I, I really used to hope that you were wrong. I really used to hope that you were wrong. But, you know, he's been a very, very supportive coach gang member for a long time. All right, he's affluent. He's not, a, he's not so-called an incel or a loser. I know him personally. I know what his bag is. He's definitely in the upper echelon, 10% of men. Well, he says, I met a girl. It's been going well. They've been off and on. They've been at it. He's lived. It wasn't a hope strategy, but he let his guard down. And I'll tell you, six months, one day. Never get serious with a woman until six months, one day. You really don't need to get serious with her until six months and one day. They can lie to you good for six months, but that one day you're going to see it. So what he did was he was dealing with her. They were having good times. Everything seemed like it was going the right way. But he said something told me that she was hiding something. And of course, they're all hiding something. They're all lying by omission. They're never going to tell you their issues up front. They want to get you committed, and then it's too late. Committed through finances, committed through birth, committed through sex, birth of a child, committed through sex, committed through buying a house, committed to moving in. Then they'll tell you. And he says, I think she was hiding something. Now, eventually, he found out. And guess what it was? She was an escort for six years in her early 20s. What did I tell you, gentlemen? I'm in a bind, Nate. Now, 
I know people think this is new, but this happens. And a lot of women, I always tell you guys, and people don't really know, a lot of women have had to make that decision in their early 20s. Now, they could go full-blown as a pro. They could strip a little bit. They could actually have a sugar daddy. They could go see, have an older man that they go see. All right? They could have an older man that they dated that flew them across and took trips. And, and it's, especially if they're attractive. If they're attractive, more likely she's leveraged her beauty in a way that can be somewhat interesting. Like, women who are attractive get hired as law firm secretaries, and all of a sudden there's some funny business going on. He, she slept with the senior manager or the, the boss, or she got in close contact with him, and she, she went everywhere on private trips with him. And then eventually he tried to go in and talk. Or she was a waitress at a bar, and the, the manager got on her. She used her beauty. She was a hostess, right? She was a model. And then they was flying around and people were showing her all of this. And a photographer promised her this. A director promised her that. A guy that, that said he knew somebody that knew somebody promised. She met with a celebrity of an athlete. Okay. So it just doesn't have to be that she was a flat out escort. But they all, especially attractive women, they've all kind of done something like that. At least once. Bottle service girl. Same thing where they go to these restaurants and they're young and they're, they wear their black dress and they're sexy and they leverage that, but then they deal with guys just, you know, offering them stuff. And they'll eventually be like, um, they'll eventually be like, they'll take up the offer or they have to deal with men that do that. Do I heard a crazy-ass story the other day by one of my JUCOs. All right, remember, she's of a good legal age, but she was talking about, um, the stories he told, I had, to, I was looking at her like, God damn, I can't trust it. And, uh, she told me, she said when she was 15, she used to buy weed from this weed guy. And I was like, already this story is gone. Right. I'm like, and this is a, this is a little lingling. She was like five foot two, small petite, how I like it. But she was like, when I was 15, I used to buy weed from this weed guy. I was like, this story's already going left. And then, because I was asking about, like, she was talking about she smokes. And I was like, how much you smoke? And she was like, oh, I got, I got hookup connects with the weed guy. I was like, oh, Jesus. I was like. So. So then she said, this weed guy that she was buying from, she said, he was like, oh, I'm going to smoke you out. I was like, oh, Lord. So he says, this is in California. He picks her up. She lives in northern Orange County, takes her to southern Orange County, 15. <laughs> I was like, smokes her out. Then she ended the story there. Then she says the next thing she found out was she went on his Facebook or he texted her a message saying, hey, uh, this, is my, this is my new baby that my baby mother delivered. So uh, essentially she was saying, Essentially, she was saying she didn't know that he had a girlfriend or a wife that was pregnant. This is what her story was. Bruh. The one thing I'm going to tell you guys. Now, I asked her, I said, you know, I, I didn't, I never asked a woman if she did something with a man. So I let her want to tell it. So I was like, oh, um, yeah, she would be definitely miffed if she knew her 
baby daddy was with the girl previously. And she was like, oh, I really didn't do anything with him. I was like, okay. See, here's the thing. I know in our perfect world, our perfect world, we want to think that only people having sex are 18. Right? That's our perfect world. We all, that's all we want to think. Now, I'm here to tell you that that is not true. I've given you the statistics. I've shared stories. I've talked about back in the day what they would call the girls, the jailbait girls. I've shared you story after story after story. In our world, I told you about the Virgin Mary. I've told you about so many stories. In the perfect world, we want to believe that 18 and up and anybody that's under there, they never touched it, never thought nobody, nothing. It's not true. In this world, this is why the this is why we tell you a woman over 28 is different from a man over 28 because she has gotten a head start on things that you don't have. And we don't want to think about it because we're like, nah, because in your mind, you think it's some criminal element. You think something's wrong. No, it's, it wasn't that it was a wrong thing. It could have been person their age. It could have been a person way above their age, but they're having it. They're doing it. And they do it way earlier than you. They get the offers way earlier than you. They do it way earlier than you. They got a head start. So by the time they're 18, Rachel Bilson is going to have, when I shared the story about Rachel Bilson, she's going to, she's going to justify everything I'm telling you. Because they cannot believe that a guy can make it a 28 and don't have a lot of experience. They have 10 year head start, sometimes 12 on the average guy. On the average guy. Now, they never see the average guy. They're only talking about the Pookies and Ray Rays that have 15 girls. Yeah, and they're like, oh, these guys have all these, these guys have all these holes. That's a small percentage of guys. 20, 25% tops of men. And we say this as a general sweeping argument. But most men ain't touching nothing until they're, even the Pookies and Ray Rays, they might not get started until 18. There's men that haven't, they didn't get started until 18. But the girls, but way before that way before and it is what it is this is why we have these discussions i know it's uncomfortable for people to have and i'm not suggesting people do it's uncomfortable but it's the reality they're exposed to things way before you whether they do things or do things partially nobody wants to think about it but it's true they have a decade by the time she's 28 She's been dealing with this since she was 13, 14. Some women start at 13 and 14. I have a cousin that had a baby at 12. Come on. Come on. I'm not naive. And plus, I've dealt with young girls this age, meaning that I've coached them, mentored them. I hear the stories. They all come back. They all come back. Starting around that ninth grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, that they start dealing with this shit. It's a real likelihood. Then when you get to the boys, most of the boys just wishing. They're just wishing. Anyway, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy shit, man. So I know people, and the reason why people don't want to deal with it is because they just don't want to think about it. But it is a real, real issue. That if you were comfortable with discussing it, we just want to imagine everybody starts at 18. Like, no, 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 no. Nope. I ain't going for that shit. The data don't even prove that. 
The data proves quite obvious the opposite. By the time they're 18, it's only like 25% of women are virgins. 25% of women are virgins. By the time they're 19, it's down to like 10%. <laughs> so do the numbers and do the math. It's absolutely insane. Insane. Now, if you're talking about Kansas, maybe not. But if you're talking about the liberal cities, states, it's, it's much, much earlier. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But if we were dealing with it, instead of trying to not deal, if, if, if instead of trying to hide the fact that it's happening, because you're uncomfortable with it, you, you deal with it. All right, so here we go right here. We do have uh, this one right here, Strag wants to go theater. Sorry to get serious, but here we go. This is what she's doing, y'all. This is what she's doing. This is what she's doing. She's she, she, she telling, she telling me that she loves me and shit. She loves me and shit, but thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. And then she sent the same photo? Yo, you telling me you loyal? You telling me you loyal? You're telling me you're loyal? You're telling me you're loyal? you all right, so what you're seeing right here is a guy who got the reality call. He got the answer to the question that he didn't want. He didn't want. And what will happen is you'll you'll think, my girl is loyal. My girl wouldn't do that. And inevitably, you find out the hard way. And unfortunately, when you go and look, you get the answer. And you're like, shit. And you think, how long has this been going on? Now, we are told that men are the only ones doing this. But women carry on with multiple men, all women. All women in some form or fashion has another man that she's carrying on with. Is she sending him nudies? No. She's allowing him to talk and keep the relationship flowing. And there's a tension and possibly something she can level up to. Okay. So that's always going on. Could be her boss. Could be a guy at her job. Could be a hairstylist. Could be her personal trainer. It could be, it could be a variety of things. But what he just discovered was that she was sending the same photos to multiple men meaning he was getting the same photos another guy was getting. She was getting giving attention to another man. Oh, don't worry about him. He's the homie that I went to school with. And he found out. Now, he also found out that the woman is going to get hysterical and embarrassed by it that you've discovered it. So now she plays the victim. She sounds out the wolf whistle. She's screaming. Her voice goes up to a higher octave. She's acting like the victim. She's threatening him. And she's embarrassed. She got caught. This is very typical. Now, what she's going to do is make it his fault. And a lot of guys were like, no, you shouldn't make her like this. Guys, eventually, you he already knew it. He just needed the confirmation. And getting confirmation is actually moving on. All right, so now he can deal with the trauma that he's felt and move on. He discovered who she was. He can no longer waste time. So that's good. But a lot of you guys have this deep feeling in your gut that this possibly could be you, that your girl could possibly do that. If you feel it, it's probably true. Normally, you feel it because of behaviors that you see. You just don't think she's cheating. You have behaviors. Right? She only she goes on girls' trips. She wants to only hang out with her girls. She only goes out at night and doesn't take you. She's secreted with her phone. Her phone is face down. Now, this doesn't indicate that there's something there, but it possibly is there, and you're noticing a pattern of a behavior that you want to confirm. Eventually, if you just confirmed it, you get the answer. But most people don't want to know the answer, and most people hide. Most men hide behind 
coped like, well, I'm secure. Okay, you stupid. Also, you're stupid also. I'm secure. My, my woman will never do this. You're also dumb. All right, so you can be secure, but doesn't mean you're smart about it. Okay, because when you find out, you'll have that. Now, last point on this one, you see her hysterics at the end. There, there seemed to be some breakdown mentally from her, and then another person had to come in and bring things to a, to a halt a little bit, and I think she was trying to figure out how to protect the woman who has been violated. That's what she's thinking. Then there's going to be an after fat, aftermath, aftershock. The woman's going to maybe falsely allege something, burn his clothes, throw his clothes out the window, um, you know, say she was abused because she's embarrassed. Some women don't know how to handle this. I don't care what age they are. They could be 15 or they could be 40. They don't know how to handle this type of embarrassment. Some women will assault you. Some women will go to the police station and claim they were great. Some women will puncture their, your tires. It's not because you cheated. It's because she got caught. And as you can see, she was in hysterics afterwards because of the embarrassment of being discovered as an unfaithful skeezer. Right? And what she was doing was unfaithful. She knew he didn't like it. So be prepared for what happens after that. I believe no woman is immune from this type of behavior. All women are able to do this. And all women will do this. All women are carrying on with someone. So please protect your neck out here. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? <laughs> Somebody said it's from embarrassment. Yes. Uh, women suffer from embarrassment and they will, they, will, they will torpedo the entire relationship. Because what you will find that, I don't care if this is your daughter, your mother, all right, your wife, your sister. Most of the time, what they're doing to you might not constitute cheating. Let me, let me tell you this. I'm telling you as a man with experience here. Cash app. What's going on with the cash apps? I see there's something there. What they're doing is probably worse than cheating on you. What they're doing is probably worse than cheating on you. What they're doing is possibly talking about you, sharing information about you that should not be shared, and possibly setting your ass up for something. Could be minor, could be major. That's what you'll find. And that will be the probably more damaging than if it was cheating. Because these people are supposed to display some sort of loyalty. This is why I say all women can do this. So she might share information with her friend, her girlfriend. She might, if, she, if it's your sister, share information between another sibling, a person outside your family, or uh, your parent. It could be your daughter sharing information with the co-parent, with the father. That should not be shared. With the, it should not be discussed with the father alone. And it's discussed outside of the mother. Or she, daughter, is discussing things with the mother that puts the father in a negative light. Okay. And this will be heartbreaking. It will be embarrassing for them. And they will go on and make it bigger than it is. Well, then they'll have to make a claim about you. You cheated on me. You were cheating on me. You were abusing me. You were doing something. And that relationship will be fractured. Oftentimes the male will take the blame. 
well, you must have been doing something, but what, what, what really is the person that was being disloyal doesn't want to heal the relationship from the embarrassment of being discovered as an untrustworthy individual. And they will never confront you because they know you know. There's nothing they can say that can deny the fact that they were a untrustworthy, unloyal individual. There's no, there's no coming back. The only thing they can do is hide behind the fact that maybe there was some history or pattern of behavior that can make them the victim, a.k.a. did you hear the woman? She starts screaming hysterical. Now she's the victim. Then they could say, well, you need to work on the fact that you victimized them. Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. Don't go there because your wife will do this in therapy. Your girlfriend will do this to her family. She'll get her brothers and, and, and Tia and Tia and Tio and Abuela against you. And she'll be like, and he did, and he did. And then you're trying to say, hey, I discovered she was unloyal uh, against me. And they'd be like, well, apologize for abusing her and making her feel like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go there. I, I, I told, I, I got on her neck because she was disloyal. And this is what I discovered. So they want you to jump and deal with her issue first. No, nah, no, nah, we ain't deflecting and redirecting. We going to deal with the original shit. We going to deal with that before you were getting so-called abused, before you were getting beat, before you got che- before I cheated on you, I found out you had a 5-6 month head start of being disloyal. Right? And they will never apologize for that shit first. Therefore the relationship is therefore fractured. I'm going to tell you. That shit is pretty much what women do on a daily basis. They're going to find a way to pin that shit on you on something that is a trope. He cheated. He was a deadbeat. He was abusive. He was, everybody's going to believe that. But you like shit I discovered once I did my discovery, you were disloyal before the allegations came out. She tried the monkey branch. She, there's, there's, there's too many classic examples of this. Too many classic examples. So anyway, the therapists, the counselors, they're never going to push men to this. They will get you to apologize first, and then the other side won't even apologize or even deal with what they did. They're not even going to deal with it. You'd be like, hey, I found her text messages here. She was sending the same pictures to me as she was doing this other man. But you already apologized. And they say, let's make a clean slate. You were the bigger person. Let's let bygones be bygones. And I'm like, this person risked, put me at risk in a major way. They need to deal with that first. Let them deal with that first before they come to you to try to get an apology for some shit that they pinned on you to protect their embarrassment and exposure, right? And I'm going to tell you, people won't miss that. People, they're going to miss that. They're going to miss that key part of it. And they'll just say, well, be the bigger person. No. Oh, you need to heal. You need to have some. Nope. <laughs> nope. And she's simply just embarrassed. That's what she is. That's what she is. Shout out to Sir Mosley says, thanks for the blue chips, coach. Keep going. Shout out to the blue chip mindset. Hey, on the Notorious CGA channel, we will have more blue chip mindset videos coming up. All right. Um, and so go, go, go subscribe. Go subscribe. If you get a chance the Notorious CGA channel. All right, Clifford Charles says, this big, big black ninja spitting, please send clip or clip it. All right. All right, yeah. Um, Go look up the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, that guy, man. 
And he looked like a former athlete, too, so it looks like he has some athletic background. Mm. El Jefe said, CGA, did you hear about the California mom who instructed her son to kidnap, torture her boyfriend's 13-year-old daughter? That's crazy. In my opinion, man, I'm going to tell you, boomers, this is where you effed up. I think women are, this is the truth, because a woman's going to tell the truth later. Women are highly incapable of raising men. It ain't even funny. Now, I don't want to hear about the rare exception or the outliers. I think mothers are highly incapable of raising sons. They're going to get them trapped up, caught up in their bullshit. Shout out to Mr. Double A Refrigeration. I don't want to call you out, but he sends me a support. I appreciate you. I don't know if that, I don't know if you want me to say your name because it's a business name because, you know, they be after you. If they find out somebody donated and it's a business, they will track your monkey ass down. <laughs> right? Somebody gave a donation, a big one, and they was on that person's YouTube channel within moments complaining about it. So I don't want to say your name. Kayla says, I agree with you, coach, when it comes to not lying to women to get sex. We shouldn't. The irony, though, is when you're honest about your intentions with them, you may lose more peace leave than when you lie to them. Women love being sold a dream. This is true. We can talk about the balance of that. It does change when you get older. But I think men do have a misconception that women, they'll lose more women. But I think also... There's a truth that when you're direct with them and you tell them what you want, there will be somebody that will accept those rules for a temporary time. You also have to understand as men that women can switch up on you. So if they do, don't a woman say, I really don't want nothing. Let's just be friends with benefits. I always tell you six weeks, six weeks. Do not go past six weeks with that woman. Because after six weeks, it's your fault when she switches up. Before six weeks, it's her fault. She needs to take the accountability to understand that that's the agreement she made. But inevitably, you'll be going raw. And women cannot help, just like we cannot help that we have testosterone. Women cannot help what happens to them uh, physically and biologically when she feels your raw meat up inside her body. Now, we call it the bait and switch because we make it a logical reason to understand the woman. But we have to understand, when you running up raw in between her legs and you skeeting biological material and she's swallowing it and she's taking it inside her body, all right, you hitting her bottom, you making her orgasm, you got a, you got a, you got a friends with benefit, but you guys are emotionally connecting, not just physically. Guess what? She going to switch up on you, ninja. Mm. She's switching up. I don't care what she said to get in that relationship. She about to switch you up. She about to switch up. <laughs> you done took her snow soul. You done left her there convulsing, talking in tongues. She's a different woman. Whoever you negotiated with that deal with is not that woman anymore. Because in, 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 in all honesty, most of the time, that's the best sex she done ever had. She thought she had good sex until she dealt with you. Now she like, wait a minute. This, this what you delivering? This what you delivering? 
this the pipe you bringing? Oh, I thought I could deal with the fact that we didn't have a committed relationship, but I didn't change my mind. <laughs> I didn't change my mind. You going rounds? You coming over every day? Well, we in a committed relationship now. Let's move in. Let's just let's just make the commitment. And you're like, oh, hold up, hold up, ma'am. Listen, I'm not the committed guy. Remember, I told you up front. She was like, yeah, I know you did, but uh, don't you feel like? Don't you feel like uh, you're tired of dating and stuff like that? Don't you feel like? <laughs> no, I don't feel like that. We said it was just friends. So, yeah, the thing is, you might. I've met several. I've had several women in my life like that. Several. I mean, more than I need to know. And then I learned that you cannot do that only for. You can only do that for a short period of time. And my rule is this especially if you hit that bottom, especially if she busts when she's with you, especially if she's giving you access like this, you're going to pay at, at some point. There's a six-week rule. There's a six-week rule, and the six-week rule works like this. If you stop the relationship prior to six weeks and you feel her changing up on you, if you stop it before, before six weeks, She's responsible and accountable for whatever happens. So if she wants to change up on you or she catches you with other hoes and she says, I thought I, I, you were the only one. I thought I thought you were doing this with only me. They'll say all kind of crazy shit. I agreed to it, but I thought it was only me you're doing it with that. But she sees you with another woman and she wants to come and claim you. And you're like, hey, you ain't mine. We were just friends. If it's before the six week, it's her fault. It's her fault. She made the deal. It is what it is. She can cut it off at that point. Now, if she keeps granting you access after the six weeks, if she catches you with some hoes, she realizes you're doing this with multiple women, she catches feelings, she bait and switches you. If it's after six weeks, it's your fault. You had the ability to shut that shit down because you already knew it was coming. It already knew, you already knew that it was coming. And I'll add to the rule. My lips are chapped. Okay, I'll add to the rule. If after six weeks, you catch her with another ninja getting piped down, you walk up to her door, you like, I got Miss Monday night, and you walk up in there, all right? You about to walk up the stairs, and then you see a ninja coming down with that hop. You know how a ninja come down with that hop after he didn't just beat up the... And he walking down the stairs, he trotting down the stairs, running like this sideways. All right, you know what I'm talking about. And you about to walk up the stairs and you see him. He looked just like you, taller but more muscles. And he walk, he run down the stairs sideways like he done got some. <laughs> and you like, uh, who was that ninja coming down the stairs? Oh, don't worry about all that. Come on in here. You walk in, she got candles lit up, incense. It smell like weed. You smell a slight hint of Pudussy. She already got the music. The sheets are already pulled back. Or she put some new sheets down. All right, she got towels on the floor next to the bed. You're like. <laughs> and you're like, uh, so um, you doing this with other dudes? 
She like, yeah. And you like, but uh, the hell kind of hoe is you? You like, what you who you hold on hold up? Who you calling a hoe? I'm calling you a hoe. I can't believe you out here with other women. It's your fault. It's your fault because she has she's well within her rights to do that. She's well within her rights. You wanted a friends with benefit. She's well within her rights to have as many men as she wants running up inside her. Now, you are not within her your right to call her a hoe. Now, there ain't no names. Ninja, what you should do is chalk it up. But now you want to claim on her now. Now you want to be like, yeah, but you mine, and I'm the one make your legs quiver. Uh-uh. Ninja, you had a chance. You went past the six weeks. You figured out that she was on the carousel, and... You just the next man up. Play your role. Play your role, Ninja. Get delivered. Deliver the pipe like you was delivering it when you thought you she was giving you her soul. Keep giving, keep giving her that. Don't worry about the previous guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Charge it to the game and be like, shit, I should have known. <laughs> Give her her third round. Give it, you the next ninja. She just double booked that day. And you just ran up. You came a little bit too early. She told you 8:30. You showed up at 8:15. Ninja, you came too early. Just keep it moving. Cuff your balls, either finish the job or leave and say, I don't want this. But don't catch no feelings. <laughs> and everything she's been doing to you, she's been done done to that ninja too. It is what it is. So you be like, do you be eating his groceries too? You be swallowing this succeed? Yeah, you done followed up on that. And by the way, the other dude been in the picture the entire time. So whatever she been doing to you, she was doing to the other ninja. Now, now go take your STI test and keep it moving. Shout out to my boy Jacob says, Coach, would you pull out or bust inside of the Puerto Rican, mommy? Yeah, man, I'm going in. <laughs> Let me get to the super chats over here. I'm going in. I'm just I'm telling y'all. Shout out to Face Facts says the successful simp doesn't know his mom ran his dad off when he was two. Yes. And he says, and his mom had a mental breakdown when the child support ran out. Facts. These are all facts, man. These are all facts. So the guy said, my dad left that too. All right. And uh, for the people who don't know what we're talking about here, we'll show you uh, the guy we were talking about. I meant to break that down. And so he came out with the same story every black man says. My dad left when I was two. This is all bullshit. Your mama chose to let you struggle. And she, guys, women will... Women will raise men in a struggle. Let y'all, let y'all struggle. My dad left when I was two. No, your mother ran her off, ran him off. All right, that's what happened. Probably ain't your real dad either. There's a high likelihood of that too. All right, but um, this is all bullshit copes that we all accept to actually just put, put a pin in the story to move the story along. The dad left. He didn't support us. He started a new family, put a pin in it. Okay, what happens next? Because otherwise, when you start challenging people, tell me, tell me about when your dad left. What happened? What was going on? Do you remember it? Okay, did you know him? Do you have a memory of when this breakup happened? Kids do have memories of this. Is there a story you were told about this? What happened? Was it immediately left? Did he move across country? What, what happened? What did you learn later about it? See, nobody wants to talk about that and dig deep. We just accept it as, as a means to move the story on. And, it, and the easiest thing to do to move the story on, along is tell you something that's believable. The dad left. Oh, that's what dads do. And he was a black guy too, of course. 
And then we just move it on and say, well, that's why y'all struggled and went homeless. And because the dad was, yeah, then the whole story makes sense. But most of the time it's based on a mistruth, a lie by omission and so forth. It doesn't tell you the complete story. Coochie crook King Kong. Shout out to you. JC says they always say they hate you when you expose them. Indeed. Yep. And so now it's easy to believe that the person hates you because of what you did to them. But no, it's normally because you expose them that they hate you. All right. Uh, shout out to JC says, shout out to homie Malik at Pipes R Us. Sup, Sean? Let me see here. We got JC says, you talked about, you talked about dude on the steps like you've been there before. Hey, man, I've been on all sides when it comes to this relationship stuff. <laughs> all right. Taking out the reading rainbow. All right. That, I ain't been on any of that side. All right. But uh, I've been on every side. I've lived a long life. All right. A lot of dudes think I've just been sitting inside doing podcasts for the last 40 years. All right. But yeah, I've been on both sides of the ninja coming out the door. I've been the ninja coming out the dough, and I've been the ninja that seen another ninja come out the dough, if you will. It wasn't exactly that situation, but yes. Shout out to Jarius, says paying my tuition coach. Shout out to you. I need money, says you're right. All the antics be rooted from embarrassment. It's a fact. And also, uh, just working with women and young women, college-age women, high school women, most of the time, the, the biggest issues I've had in a breakdown with the player coach relationship meaning that we've our our professional relationship got fractured where we were dealing with the other each other it's mostly through the woman got embarrassed and sometimes the male get in sometimes the men gets embarrassed and most of the time your relationships can't heal because one person's embarrassed it's not because they feel victimized or something went wrong it's mostly the embarrassment to, that will not allow the relationship to push forward you have him, dude, your baby mama is giving you trauma. And the only reason she's giving you baby mama drama is because she's embarrassed. Mm. I'm telling you, I've cracked the code on human behavior. All right. I'm going to be studied one time. They're going to study my brain like they study NFL players for CTE. I've cracked the code. Your baby mother is giving you drama because she's embarrassed. Right. She embarrassed most of the time she cheated on you. Most of the time she was the one that wanted to break up the relationship or the marriage. She's embarrassed because financially you might be doing better than her. She's embarrassed because she lost the winning lottery ticket. She saw you. She she dropped you off. She cut you off. She said you ain't a no good ninja. But then later on you became better. She's embarrassed by that. She sees you shining and she ain't on the train. It's through embarrassment. It's through embarrassment. She's got to explain why you're the better parent, why you're doing good as a parent. She got to bust that up. She's embarrassed. You're embarrassing her. You're making her look bad. I'm telling you, man, it is the, it is the code cracker. And if these pseudo therapists would stop with their bullshit and listen to me, I'm telling you, it is what it is. That is the root of the problem. Her pride is effed up. She's looking, you're making her look bad by being present. She's embarrassed by that. So she's like, I got to put it into that shit. It's the embarrassment. Mm. Trust me. 
if people would call this shit out, we wouldn't have to deal with that. How do they deal with it? They just put something, they come up with a cope or a trope, they put a pin in it. Oh, you must have cheated on her. You must have beat her. You must have abused her. You must have did. Then they put it back on us, and now we got to fight our way out of that paper bag. All right, we got to fight our way out. I didn't abuse her. She did it. No, no, no. She's embarrassed. That's all it is, period. If she cannot correct it, she would have to come back and apologize. You ain't never going to see it. She have to come back and say, yeah, I fucked up. When have you heard that? When was the last time you heard a woman, any woman in the history of your life, on a breakup, say, you know what? I really screwed the pooch here. I messed up. I tried to level up on that ninja. I had a guy bending my ear at work. I had a guy that I had the good guy. I had the perfect marriage. I had the perfect boyfriend. I was trying to finesse and finagle him. I lost. And what I learned from that is I'm going to be a better woman for the next man. What I learned is from that relationship, not to screw over guys that actually gave an effort. I'm not going to throw name on shame on that guy. I'm not going to dirty up his name. I'm going to be a better woman for the next man that comes along. You ain't never, you ain't never heard one woman say that. That's why you can't trust their bullshit when they have a breakup. Ain't never heard. Somebody said my, my ex-wife did have a FaceTime me and apologize. It's super duper rare then. But most of us never hear it. They'll say he lost out on the good thing and he ain't lost out on shit because he'll have a better situation. She's embarrassed because the ex-husband or the ex-man found another woman, married her, and then had kids with, with that woman. And now they live in the life that she ain't going to live. She's embarrassed. That's embarrassment. That's embarrassing to her because they're like, oh, wait a minute. You're such a good woman. Why has that man moved on and had a whole nother family and that family's doing well? Embarrassment. That does not make her look good. Now, he could be a deadbeat, an abuser. He could have snorted cocaine and alcoholic. But for some reason, he making it work with that other woman. Why is that the case? She's got to swallow her pride and go, shit. But you'll never, you'll never see it, okay? You'll rarely, 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 rarely ever see it. And if women actually would deal with this straight on, they would not have to deal with the trauma that they most likely created. All right, anyway. It's one of those things. So anyway, I'm telling you, I cracked the code. These pseudo-psychologists can learn from me, for real. All right, now, it's stuff that they're not going to get women to do. It's going to make it tough. They're not going to get women to do what I'm suggesting. But yeah. And I will always tell you, you should challenge women on this. Challenge women on it. You go on a date with a woman. Oh, my, my, my baby daddy ain't shit. Okay, why he ain't shit? What do he do? What do he do? All right, you got child, you getting child support on them? All right, challenge them. As soon as they bring the bullshit up, oh, you be like, oh, okay, another man that ain't shit. How many other ain't shit men have you been in in your life? Then she'll start off on her daddy. She'll start off on the ninja that uh, she dated when she was 15 and he was 22. She'll give you a whole laundry list of red flags. You'll be like, yeah, okay, so who's the common denominator in all of these stories? And that's you. <laughs> 50 men in your life, and they all did you wrong. Interesting. Seems to be all the men who were close to you, and you want me to commit to you? Interesting. So you want me to be the next man that ain't shit, apparently. 
Now I got to measure up to all the other ain't shit men here. All right, my odds are looking terrible at this moment. <laughs> In fact, probably if I kept my distance from you, I'd probably come out the better and you would too. But people won't do this. Most of the time because you a peace leave hound and you take women's stories to be true. They're highly false in almost every way. Lies by omission, leaving out data, obviously, redirecting, deflecting, putting pins in it to move on using tropes. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this next story. Don't lose your life out here, fellas. There's a very, very disturbing video out here that I'm not going to play. I have to think about playing this, but hmm, should I play it? I'll play it. I don't know if I can play it. I know other content creators might have played it, but I'm not going to play it. Well, what happened was there's a guy out here, um, this white guy right here. Apparently, he was out on a date. This guy passes up on the video, and um, he seems to be homeless, disturbed, something like that. I'm not sure what happened. And as he walks by, they get into a verbal interaction. And then this guy right here, I believe he's described as a liberal activist. I'm not sure what his name is. He decided to confront this guy. In fact, they were farther up the street, and the dude in the black jacket, let me see if I can find the video, as a matter of fact. I won't play the moment that we don't want to play here. Let me see if I can find it. All right. Yeah, see, it's not on here, because this is quite disturbing. The guy loses his life. All right, let me show you the pictures here. Uh, we can't show people losing their life, any violence. So I'll just show you these photos. So you see, here's the, here's the, here's the photo. Uh, these two people are on a date, probably liberal people who are trying to gentrify a neighborhood. Uh, periodically, they will move to downtown areas that are relatively unsafe. He was described as a community activist, a.k.a. a liberal. He moves, I don't, what city is this? He moves down there. This is uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. This is the Bed-Stuy area. Shout out to Bedford Stuyvesant, whatever they call it. This man walks by, there's an interaction. Let me go down to the next slide right here. They don't show it on here. The guy actually makes it all the way back down to this trash. All right, and this guy stands up, confronts him, actually walks towards him, closes distance. And then eventually the guy pulls out a knife or something like that. Then an interaction starts right here. All right, and the woman standing here. Now, the interaction is out of control. Now, the reason why I want to talk about this is a lot of men out here don't know People are dealing with problems, man. They're dealing with problems. They might be struggling. They might not like you. They might not like anyone. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to let shit go. Got to let it slide. Don't think you need to confront things like people are going to fight with fisticuffs out here. Those days are over. And initially, they started to interact with each other. They started fighting with their fist. Now, the guy started losing the battle, and um, he was getting backed up. He was getting backed up, and now he's retreating here. But it's too late. You got yourself involved. And here's the guy right here. He pulls out a firearm, shoots him a couple times in the back. The suspect alleged, allegedly seethed. Who the F are you looking at? And it could be that simple. You can lose your life out here. Trying to be the hero. And where it started was he was actually doing well with this girlfriend. He should have left it alone. He was alive right here, and he was dealing with his girlfriend sometimes. You know, being around a woman, you want to protect them. You want to put a battery in your own back, and you want to act like the big man. 
This also is these Democrats want social workers to come to the scene. So he might have a sense of I'm a community activist. Hey, I can help you. Do you need a can of tuna? I know you're struggling. You might need some therapy. Well, that probably will trigger somebody. Yeah, because they only see you as maybe you're the problem. You're moving into the neighborhood. You're the one gentrifying our area. You're the one in here, the bloodsuckers of the poor. So you never know. This is why social workers, you know, they tried to say that defund the police, let social workers come out here. Social workers can't handle a person that got the jammy, the blinky, the knife, who's hell bent on taking a ninja out. All right, so here he is retreating. Here he is running after he sees the firearm produced. All right, and the woman is pretty much doing nothing. She's useless, as you would assume. All right, you can presume or assume women ain't going to help. They're going to just stand there and scream. So if you believe women are going to help and protect you, you're wrong. She's not carrying a jammy in her purse, nothing. She's useless. All right, but um, let's go ahead and show you scrolling down. Uh, there he is laid out leaking. All right. And unfortunately, somebody said it's a knife. I thought he got shot. He got, he got sniped. Sorry. He didn't get shot. He got a knife. He got a knife stab. Oh, it's New York. It's New York. It was a knife. It was the knife. And there he is right there as he's laying down leaking, knifed up. All right. Thinking that he could talk to the enraged black man or the enraged Puerto Rican. Uh, there he is folded up in a uh, fetal position, leaking. And there she is, useless. She ain't even calling 911. I mean, get somebody here. Get somebody on the scene. Get the Amalams or somebody. And now that social work, that therapist shit ain't working. Right? You think all of a sudden we, people need to talk about them things. Nah, people don't need to talk. They need to box. They need to get that anger out. Is this them? On the night, because that looks like the same dress. The savage deletion took place after the couple had attended a wedding together. Yeah, man, this looks like it, man. Just like, hey, man, guys, gentlemen, take your life seriously out here. It could end just like that. Just that quick. You're there happy. You're there with your broad. And now you're not there. And there's the, it looks like a man. I'm assuming this is a male. And there's the woman right there. Can't provide no damn emergency resuscitation. Nathan, can't provide the angel of death. Can't kick off the grim reaper. Can't call, I guess she's calling a popo now. It was a knife. It was a knife. All right. And there she is right there. Not even performing any CPR. All she could do is kneel over him. So this is what you have to understand, guys. Understand this. Take this life seriously. Don't let a snap decision. There he is right there. People are calling him a liberal. They're making it kind of political, and he's a community activist, same as Barack Obama. So he probably has some liberal-leaning uh, things here. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal. All right. But conservatives done moved out the neighborhood already. They already see this shit coming. But, you know, you think you could, you're, I'm there to help you. You know, white people have a sense of, we're here to help you. I'll help you through your truck. Man, shut up. <laughs> right, shut up. You can't help me. You part of the problem. They don't see that. <laughs> they don't see, they might not see that, or they might not want to see that. 
Hey, hey guys, I'm here to help you. I know you grew up with a single mother. Hey guys, I'm here to help you. I knew you grew up in poverty all your life and death and despair and desperation, but I'm a white man. I'm here to help you. Well, guess how I turned out. Yeah. Now you leaking. All right. Now you another victim in US statistic. So don't bring that bullshit over here because you got a, a psychology degree. All right. And you wanted to help them in the moment of trauma. Hey, man. Hi, guy. I can help you. All right. Well, are you helping you take dirt naps right now? That's what he helping you doing. He helping you get eaten by the maggots. All right. That's what he doing right now. All right. So don't think you a hero out here. <laughs> don't, tell you, don't think you no hero. All right. So uh, don't lose your life out here with these people. People out here in death and desperation. Also, being flossy is not it right now. You see less and less Instagrammers, YouTubers showing what they got, right? You do see it a little bit, but in the 2019s and 2020s, people was flossing heavy out here. Now you don't see it. And uh, we warned you of this because people out here, they hungry. They struggling and striving. They looking for a way out. They looking for a quick answer. Okay. So be careful out here. You guys got to be careful. I got my, I got my concealed carry. All right. First thing I did when I got to Nevada. All right, here we go right here. You can get caught slipping quick. Don't do nothing out here. Look at this guy right here. Don't lose your life out here. Florida man's dating app match turned sour after date set him up to get carjacked, according to the police. Indeed. Strike jacket. This is something that I have to warn you about with women. I know guys think in their mind that women are going to say at some particular point, sorry, men. Sorry about being feminist. Sorry for believing that stuff. We come back to you in humble and meekness and humbleness and shyness. We come back to apologize. That ain't going to happen. Women are going to turn to crime just like men. Straight jacket. And, you know, you're going to dating at match. All women, no woman is ever single. I think all women are two degrees separation from Pookie. Now, if she's a black, if it's a black woman, I automatically assume she knows a Pookie that has either touched her insides that was previously married or dating her that's in her family as a relative that her sister is dating her separation from Pookie is a less than two degrees less than two degrees a Pookie that she gave her phone number to so if you're dealing with the sister and you just meet her out of the blue and she's older than 21 years old this ninja is that close to taking your life. Uh, the weed man that she knew when she was 15. Okay. Mm. Now, here's the deal. She might not stab you, but he will. A woman that she dated that went to jail and getting out. A woman that she dated that she used to hide uh, marijuana in her bra and her titties when she was young and stupid. Yeah, the proximity to Pookie is very small. And you can get hemmed up. Now, let's just say she's in a bind, okay? I'm in a bind, Nate. Let's just say she's in a bind. If you's a bind fixer, you better make sure you're taking this seriously. Because, yeah, she's a 22-year-old woman in a bind, but she also knows a lot of pookies, okay? Mm. And if a pookie say, man, how can we get some quick money? <laughs> she might say, I know this ninja that fixes binds. I know he got a lot of money. And then say no more. Now they pulling up to your spot. 
Now, is she going to be the woman that run in? Is she going to be the woman that's busting on you? Nope. She just set you up as a, a, a means to an end. Yep, you're dead. Pookie's in jail. She's still getting her cheeks clapped the next day. So she don't give a damn out here. When the couple returned to an apartment, they were met by two suspicious men, including one with a firearm. Is this Florida? Oh, look at the woman. God dang. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> okay, so this how desperation y'all out here. This is what happens when y'all out here running. All right, this is what happens when you out here fupa hunting. I mean, this is the woman you lost your life over. Imagine, you lose your life, and this is what you up there kicking yourself at the pearly gates before you get sent down to hell. This is the woman who you got your life snuffed out on because you're this horny. Indeed. Oh, the humanity. You could have jerked it off. You could have paid a girl, but this is the girl that's going to get you some free punani tonight. This is who you lost your life over. Ninja, stop losing your life over this, brothers. There's the apartment, too. Hey, come to my spot. You got carjacked. All right? Yes, indeed. Straight jacket. And, of course, 11.50 p.m. I tell you, man. <laughs> I tell you. Police said around 11.50, 11.50 p.m., the two arrived back at the apartment where they were met by two suspicious men. Guys, this is why I have a rule. This is why I have hard rules. Look, if it don't happen before nine, if I'm not getting started on touching them thighs at 9 p.m., it ain't happening. I'll wait till the next day. I don't need to be coming back through or her coming through or her starting off 10 o'clock, 9.30. Hey, I'm thinking of coming through. Hey, you want me to come through? 9.30? Nope. So I'll come back to the crib at 11.50? Nah, hell no. <laughs> right. I let If it ain't starting, if I'm not touching thighs at 9 p.m., it ain't starting. I'm not going to start it. Hey, I'm thinking of coming through. Okay, come through. All right, let me jump in the shower and fix my hair and 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 and, and squashy and douche. Let me come in to shave my punani hairs. Let me come over and then you be like, when you gonna be over? All right, nine thirty. Yo, dumbass, believe it. Nine thirty, nine forty-five, ten, ten fifteen, ten thirty. Girl, you on your way? I'm about to leave now. Mm. Now you up waiting? Right, ten thirty, ten thirty-five, ten forty, ten forty-five, ten fifty. All right, please. Now she pulling up, and she didn't set you up for the okie doke. Oh, hell no. Mm. <laughs> all right. Now I got to get up early for work. Now I'm all late. Hells no, man. Hells no, man. Stop losing your lives out here, man. It's important. All right. We about to get to the main event here. If women were honest, what would they say? They would say this. All right, hit that like button. Strike that like button in here. Just the best edutainment on YouTube. Where are we at here? I'm going to do a couple super chats. <laughs> David Simpson says, nice feet, flat back to Kaylee fun. Oh, shit, that's a weakness, too. That's a weakness. Anthony D91 says, if we find you a Puerto Rican, do we get a finder's fee? I'll set you up for show. All right, she got to look. I'm telling you, I got, I got stringent criteria. Where's my Puerto Rican chick? Where's my Puerto Rican? Yeah, where's she at? I mean, she got to look on point. And if she got good behavior and she's well-trained, 
that the price goes up. But she knows some Rodamezes and Pookies herself. So I'm watching her. I knew this Puerto Rican chick, man. She was cool as hell, young chick. Man, she lived it like she, you would never tell. She was like so cool, so nice. I dropped her off at her crib. Yo, man, she was hood. She was a hood chick. Dropped off her at her crib, and she was like, hey, um, she was like, hey, man, just come here real quick. She was like, let me tell you, man, that girl right there, because there was a woman standing out kind of just, it was in the middle of the Bronx, and she was just kind of standing out, but she was kind of looking at us and looking at me, and I dropped her off, but she was like, hey, before you go, don't talk to that woman. She a prostitute, right? And I was like, oh, and then she was like, and there's a, uh, there's an unmarked police car across the street. Dude, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I barely, she wasn't, like, we arrived together. We arrived together. And she was so street savvy and smart that she had already lined up the whole scenario that I completely missed. I completely missed. No, she was not part of the scene. Now, the, the thing is, she might have already been a working girl. Like, so that's the thing. But that's not what, what our relationship was. We were just mostly, mostly had another kind of business type relationship. All right. Had nothing to do. We was we weren't trying to hook up. All right. But she still I still like being around her. She was pretty. But listen, we pulled up together. She was getting out of the car and she looked and she was like, hey, whatever you do, don't talk to that woman right there. And she was like, and there's an unmarked car around. I was like, damn, how you scope that shit out? But a lot of times, again, these these are relatives. These are friends. These are people that they know. These are people they grew up around. And also, these sometimes they dabble in this shit. I was like, yikes. Yeah, I never, it, I never messed with her like that. But I just had dropped her off. But anyway, she's a, yeah, Puerto Rican. She had a razor blade in her mouth. Look, man, these women, street, this is why, again, let me explain this. I don't have to lie to you. I never touched her. I wish I had, all right? Not all situations. If I told you I would have hit it, I told you I would have hit it. All right, but um, if, if you know, you know. But what was I going to say? Oh, this is why you can't take these women from the city to the suburbs or the city to the country. Now, she might look like a good woman. She might be look like wifey. All right, she might look the part. But the problem is they grow up too corrupted to adjust to nature outside of that. What she'll likely do is she'll bring that nature to you where you are. Right, and I, I'm going to explain this. This is really, really important. She'll live like that. You'll bring her out of that element, and instead of saying, okay, I'll leave that element behind, she'll bring that element to you, meaning she'll keep all close attachments. She'll keep her family there. She'll have all her friends, and then she'll be like, hey, let's have a party at the house. And what she'll do is she'll bring all of them ninjas and all of her pookie-ass past and all of her, she'll bring all of her family, all of her gangster relatives, the gangster bitches. She'll bring all that shit to your new crib. Mm. This is why 
when black men say, hey, you know, I went to college and I, the Kaylee started dating me. And then when I got to the NBA, I married the Kaylee. And they'd be like, why didn't you just get you a hood sister and improve her position? The problem is you can't improve a hood woman's position. If she improves her position on her own, that's different. She might lead the community and improve her position on her own. But you can't pluck, as they say, you can take the person out of the country, but not the country out of the person. Or you can take the ninja out of the ghetto, but not the ghetto out of the ninja. You can't take them, pluck them, and they've made no sacrifices or adjustments. You can't bring her out of that and bring her. It's impossible. Even, even celebrities deal with this. When they go from celebrity, but they can maintain their hood nature, they can maintain that. They end up bringing the hood element and all their hanger-ons and gang association and ties to exclusive neighborhoods. Look at Calabasas. Same thing. So that's that's what I'm talking about. She was a good-looking girl, but the thing is, she was rough around the edges. And if I ever thought about escalating it, that's what it would be. Rough around the edge, bitch. She knows too much of the streets. Right, to be able to look at that in that short amount of time and pull those things out, and I just turned the corner, dropped her off, I was like, oh, hell. Hell, hell, hell. Anyway, yep, MC Hammer. There's a lot of John Morant. There's too many stories of that. But you want to say, well, these are my people, and they got me here. No, they didn't. <laughs> Unless they were gang members, I don't know what to tell you. All right, where we at? Twin A says, why are these people out at 4 a.m. anyway? Just saying, well, they did go out to a wedding, so that explains it. But next time, don't have your wedding in a gentrified area, if you know what I mean. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, JC says, he's going to heaven in an ugly suit, and she moved on real fast. Round through and oh, shout out to the Honest 304s out here. We need We need you. All right, shout out to the honest ones. You doing your job. All right, let me check these things, and I'm going to get into this main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Allen Iverson. It's you just bringing too much, too many people who made no adjustment. El Jefe, he says, CGA gang gang is on it. I asked, quote, what's her at detective about that Puerto Rican princess for her at, all right? He says, details forthcoming. Okay. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. I got to do my recon on her. I think the wedding reception probably is what happened there. And New York don't sleep, so New York is never closed. It's the city that doesn't sleep. New York is never closed, so please understand that a wedding reception could go to 4 a.m. They could have had a Nagila day ass all the way to 4 a.m. All right. He says, I watched the video, dude brought it on himself. He did. He did. Now, the other guy who attacked him was minding his own business to an extent. He probably walked by him and said, what the F you was looking at, and walked on. Now, the dude approached him. He closed distance on the assailant. Okay. Rayon says, greetings, coach. Because of you, I signed up for my first 5K trail run. Oh, I've done that before. He says, I'm currently trying to lose 30 pounds before my race. Thank you for being a great motivator and motivating us men for the men that need that. 
I will tell you to practice. <laughs> All right. I did a 5K trail run and I thought it was a 5K run till I showed up and they were like, this is a 5K trail run, which is much different than a 5K street run through the city. Okay. I was sore for days. All right. My lower back, all that was a mess. <laughs> all right. So that was 5K trail run, meaning you're going through trails. It's, it's uh, loose gravel, hills, tight turns, all right, uh, you know, unstable surfaces, climbs. I, it wasn't no street run. I was ready for some street run shit, and I was running through forests and trails, all right? It's a much different thing, so make sure you prepare, stretch, maybe go practice for a mile or so. Get yourself ready, all right? I made that mistake one good time. So, hey, man, but don't don't quit. Don't quit, all right? Don't let me discourage you, but I'm just saying... <laughs> He said, my back was blown out. Yeah, I got got. I was like, why didn't you tell me this was a trail run? All right, anyway, man. Yep, my hammies was locked up. I was locked up. Glutes all locked up, everything for about a week. I was like, shit. Ninja caught the flu, all that. All right, let me, let me get on with the show here. All right, main event, main event. <laughs> all right. Yeah, get ready for that trail run. All right. And I wish you luck, man. Collect all your 5K medals and all of that stuff. If women were honest, this is the scene here. I'm going to set it up. Uh, we talked about this. I've actually done several streams on this. Don't at me. Women are dishonest. Uh, they're known as to tell more lies than men. In fact, uh, research companies, insurance companies have detailed that women are more likely to lie multiple times in a day. And these lies have been some to say they're doing it to protect a person. They want a person to feel good. So they'll lie to them. Oh, you look good in that dress. You don't look fat in that dress. You go girl, you slay. All right. These are all examples of lying. Make her feel good. Uh, every kid should feel special. Oh, you're just as strong. Women can be as strong as men. These are all lies that they just keep telling people. And they just say, say the person feeling good far outweighed the need to stay truthful. Right? Oh, you special. You pretty. You attend. All right. Every man. These are all lies. They lie to themselves about these things. They lie to men. Every now and then a woman will glitch and say something honest. It's not just because the men needs to hear it. It's because it's true. Now, this woman's going to start off with the one woman, and this is a flatback Kaylee. Well, she's a little more sloppy yogurt, but yeah. Let's see what she has to say, and she's going to be honest here. Let's see what she has to say. No man wants to come home after working 40 to 50 hours a week to negativity and bitching. Have dinner ready. Get some underwear and run a shower. Get down on your fucking knees. It's not that hard. Ladies, no man wants to come home after working 40 to 50 hours a week to negativity and bitching. Have dinner ready. Get some underwear and run a shower. Get down on your fucking knees. It's not that hard. All right, and so this is a moment of truth. Remember, the moment of truth will happen when the point of no return is met. Now, let's just break down what she's talking about. The biggest part of what she said was, it's not that hard. In fact, she's completely right. It is not that hard. In fact, what the man probably needs would take all of one hour to prepare, and that includes the sex. 
Feeney says, she says, drop down on your needs. We're talking about an hour worth of work. Now, she has 24 hours in a day. Any woman has 24 hours in a day. You take away the time where she's slaving away for her master and prepping. That's eight to 10 hours. There's still upwards of 15, 16, sorry, 14 to 16 hours remaining in her life. You take away the six hours she's going to sleep. You still have 12 hours. 12 hours. Now, what is required of the woman is one hour. That's not, that's including the sex. And so it's not that hard. It's true, but that's going to give up leverage. The reason why your woman doesn't want to do it is because of leverage. She needs to leverage that punani. She needs to control you with it. So she say, I'm not in the mood. I don't have time. Uh, it's too late. I smell like a bag of onions. These are all things to control you. So what the truth is, the truth is what she's doing doesn't take that much prep. Well, I don't want to cook for you, man, man. This is what you're hearing. You're hearing a lot of women buck at doing the things that are going to benefit you, and she has to give up something. So any person or any woman that says she doesn't have the time for it, it's too late, I smell like a bag of onions, I don't want to serve you, these are all out of line, laziness. She just doesn't want to do it. It doesn't take that long to prepare a meal. It doesn't take that long to go grocery shopping or prep the meal. It doesn't take long to jump in the shower. I know some women that be like, oh, I don't want to empty the dishwasher. And I actually did this once with my kids. They were bucking at it. And I was like, look, just do it. In their mind, it's going to take 30 minutes. And I once did it, and I timed them. I sat there, and I timed them on my phone. After they got finished, and they didn't do it even, they didn't even do it quickly they were still going slow and i said you know that only took five minutes and they were like what i was like that took five minutes to empty the dishwasher five but in your mind it was such a big deal i don't feel like doing it it's gonna take all day and it's gonna interrupt me and i gotta do then they put everything in front of it as to not do something that took five minutes now this is what happens this is lazy ass people or people who are not giving you their best effort so they make something, a mountain out of a molehill. Instead of doing what they need to do for you or they should do for you, they'll come up with all reasons as to not do it. And it doesn't take that much time. As, it, as she said, it's not that hard. But of course, in her world, she's got to lie to you and come up with all reasons as to why not, to, why not do it. You see what I mean? The truth was, it's not that hard. And any woman that's making it harder than it seems, she's doing it out of Lying and laziness to you. She's coming up with reasons as to why not to perform. And this is lies. Wives do this. Girlfriends do this. Whoever you commit to does this shit. Now, I also know when you're single, not many women come up with these lies. Before you get married to her, before she moves in, before you commit, those lies don't exist. She's all too willing to find the time. Why? Because she needs the commitment. So the time is not the issue anymore. As long as you don't give her the commitment and she's got to work for it, them lies don't exist. But as long as she's secure and protected and insulated from the, from the, um, from the weather, from the elements, she don't have to think about where the rent comes from. All of a sudden, she ain't got no time for it. Somebody says, why? 
because this is called flooding of sex. She's using this to leverage to get what she wants. She knows if she withholds before the commitment, there's no commitment. It's simple. So there's a reason why. She needs to get that commitment. She needs to move in. She needs to get that wedding ring. All of a sudden, she got time to do it. Every time you see her, her legs are shaven. All of a sudden you see her, she smells like perfume. Every time you see her, she got her hair curled. Every time you see her, every time you see her, she dressed the, the part. Every time you see her, she can't wait to cook for you. Every time she see her, she dropping that net. <laughs> so she got to love bomb you, flood you with sex to get that commitment. If she's holding out now, you just going to move on. Now, this is where people need to be honest about these things. And everything that I said is true. It can be proven by pseudo-psychologists, historians, and so forth. All right, if women were honest, this woman's going to bring a little bit of honesty here. She says, this is my only dream. All right, this is my only dream. Now, you won't hear this from a lot of women, especially American women. But let's see what her only dream is. is to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be a stay-at-home mom, and then when my husband is back home, I'll just be his cocksucker. <laughs> what do you think of my dream? Is it too much? This one, I, honestly, I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. And then when he's back, you know, I'll just be that personal cocksucker or whatever. Oh, man. Well... Uh, sign me up. You know what I mean? Listen, I think I can make that happen. I can fix that by. <laughs> now, some people might say she lying. Of course, she's going to bait and switch you as well. But she's telling the truth. And let me tell you why it's true. Let me tell you why it's true. And it's mostly because she's in a bind. I'm going to tell you why it's the truth. Because a women today can't say anything like that, right? The first part is true. She just wants to be a stay-at-home mom. All right. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get the best decision here, but not a lot of women can say they want to be a stay-at-home mom. Why? Everybody's going to talk about it. Oh, you're too young. Get a career. Uh, get some money. Uh, have a personal savings. Live a little. Travel. Be a whore. All right? Sleep around. We've heard all women say stuff like this. And this is their solution. Great advice to women. No, 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 no. Don't do that. All right? You're too smart for that. <laughs> okay? And she just really don't want to be out here stressing. She really don't want to be out here aging. She really don't want to be out here 35 wondering why she's still single. She don't want a future raising kittens. She don't want to ride the cock carousel, at least at this moment. So she's like, I want to do what I want to do. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Now, she says a personal sucker. That's what she says. Now, that might be false. She's not going to live up to that expectation. But in our world today, a woman who says that, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, get married by 22, she's bumped right off of that. For some reason, women think they still just have more value at 38. Okay, At 38, they'll just go to the boyfriend store, plunk them down a husband, all right, these men are ready to commit, commit. All right, it's been six months, hurry up. Go do in vitro fertilization and jack off into a Petri dish, all right, and then we're just going to do, that's what, the, in their mind, they think that's valuable. In their mind, they think they've put themselves in prime position for a man. And then they think men are just going to marry them in six months. Why not do this one? She knows she doesn't want the stress, the strife, the trauma, the drama. She don't want to go to work. 
And also, she doesn't want the disappointment of hitting the glass ceiling, all right, and struggling through her career. We know all the women that say women need their own money don't have no money right now. Remember, they were going to build up their savings, their emergency fund, buy their one-bedroom, two-bathroom, three-bedroom townhouse, and they were going to get their car note, and they were going to pay everything off. Then they would get married when they still got their life fixed. Where they at? Where they at? All right, they ain't nowhere. They ain't nowhere to be found. And then when that reality hits them, they're not like, what's, what's wrong with? What's wrong with me? I, what, what's wrong? All right. So then they want us to adjust. So if women were honest, I think more women would be willing to say this. In fact, there was another clip I was going to play where they interviewed people at BYU. As you guys know, it is a Latter-day Saint school, the LDS. Now in the video, they ask, what is the perfect age to get married? As you know, these LDS people tend to marry young for a variety of reasons, mainly they're virgins. So they want to get that going. They don't have six babies. But a lot of people in the video, women were saying 21, 22, 23. Then a woman at the end said, you know, when, when a woman's comfortable, there's no age, there's no rush. People was killing them in the comment section. They were like, these people want to get married too young, blah, blah, blah. And now these are all the things that you hear at MGTOW, Red Pill, uh, Andrew Tate, Kevin Samuels, everybody, the conservatives, the, tra- the trad cons. This is everything you hear them say. Women shouldn't be out here doing this. They should get married. Now, then when you hear a mar- woman say, I want to get married young and be a wife and be a mother, then we talk them out of it. And then they say the woman at the end had it right. There's no rush. There certainly is. There's a window. We keep trying to fool people and lying to them as to bump them off this track. Oh, there's going to go wrong. What if he cheats on you? What if he financially abuses you? But when I say, what if, what if, nobody wants to deal with it. Oh, it's only 35%, 40%. (laughs) Okay, how many men financially abuse their wives? What's the number? How many men beat up their wives? What's the number? We got the numbers on that. Not very many. In fact, if the, if the case that is a situation where the man's beating up the wife, most of the time the wife is also beating up the man. Okay, all the things that they worry about. What's the likelihood that you'll save uh, eight months in a uh, emergency fund, pay off a house, buy a car, and then move to the C-suite at your corporation? The chances are zero. Mm. And have no debt by 35 so you can marry the man you want. The chances are none. It's slim the none and slim just died. What's the likelihood you make it to 35 without a body count over 50? Slim the none. Well, it's highly likely. I'm sorry. Let me reframe it. What's the likelihood that you make it to 32 without a body count of 50? The chances are slim the none and slim just died. <laughs> so now when people want to go traditional, We talk them out of it. But really, a lot of women would love to say this. They just know they can't say it. So that was a truth and a lie. All right, what about this one? Is she telling the truth? Wow, you got to watch out for this sister, man. I love her skin. All right, let's see what she says here. Are you leaving your man if he cheats on you? If your man comes home, pays all the bills, takes care of the kids, deals with your ups and downs, and he steps out, you're going to leave him. You're going to leave him for the next woman who might put up with that. And all he's going to do is find another woman. 
can do the same thing and you're gonna be independent. Would you rather have independence start all over in this dating pool pissing it then forgive your man and move forward come on ladies tell me let me know below why would you stay or why would you leave a man who cheats now you know they didn't like this one they did not like this one Ooh, they went in on this sister now this is a tough one but she told the truth if women were honest now She's not a bad-looking woman, all right? She looks good. She, her skin is flawless. I love me some flawless skin, okay? Now, it's going to be a tough one for women to swallow, but this is where, remember the granny? I showed you the grandma, the old-head grandma was like, where am I going to go? If you're worried about what your man doing with other women, you losing. That's what granny said. This woman's saying the same thing because... What she's saying is true. She's actually saying, because you're so worried about where that man's putting his prick, because he has to pitch a shutout and be a perfect dad, a perfect husband, a perfect boyfriend, a perfect friend, perfectly monogamous, which is almost impossible. Let's just chalk this up. A man going to want to put his something in someone else. It is what it is. She's saying you have stability. You have stability, you have comfort, you have your bills paid. You have the man you wanted and you held out for. You have the 1% man, the 5% man, the 10% man. He's not a deadbeat, takes care of his kids. He pays the bills. You're a kept woman. He don't bother you. Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? Now, a lot of people are going to be like, well, it's going to be STDs and there's going to be another pregnancy and they're going to be, right? And then she says, okay, but where are you going to go? Where are you going to go after that? Which is the million dollar question. We know that you're not going to improve your situation. We know that you're probably going to need his support still, child support, alimony. We know you're going to break up your family. We know you're going to be broker in five years and bankrupt. We know... That it's not going to work out. In fact, she's proving that wherever you went, independence is not going to work out. We know this to be the case. We know you're not going to improve your position. You're just going to mess yourself up. And there might be STDs. Who knows? Who knows if there will be STDs? But this idea is you're trying to be monogamous and have the good man and he come and help and he keeps you the princess and the queen and he takes care of his kids and he only keeps his salamis to himself. We know that that's almost highly unlikely. But because he couldn't do that and you couldn't embrace it, I'm not, I'm not asking you to accept it. I'm just saying monogamy is unreal. It can happen, highly likely it won't. From man or female, the statistics bear this out. But she's saying something that's critical. Where else you gonna go? What else you gonna do? That's the honest question. Right? What are you what is the benefit of where you're going next? That's the honest question, and that is the truth. That's the, that is the truth. You're not going to be better off where you're going. Now, some women will say, but I'll meet another guy 
And eventually he's going to probably do the same thing, right? So that's, we know that. And then she also said, you're going to go back out there into the dating marketplace. She called it piss infested. You're likely going to catch an STI out there too. I, I, I want to know the answer. I know people want to, you're just going to hit me with the same old bullshit. Well, there's a STDs out there. Dude, that's STDs whether you say single or not. Okay, as soon as she goes back out there, she's going to catch an STD likely or stay with the guy. The STI argument falls flat on his face. You're going to have to go date 100 men again to get to that one guy. It's a hard question for a lot of women to think, think about. But she like, what did you do to better the situation? Why are y'all leaving because of this one thing? Now, the other things make sense. He's an abuser. He beats her up. He doesn't respect her. He, he kicks her when she's down. He doesn't cover his bases financially. Like, that is a reason. Let me play this again. Are you leaving your man if he cheats on you? If your man comes home, pays all the bills, takes care of the kids, deals with your ups and downs, and he steps out, you're going to leave him? You're going to leave him for the next woman who might put up with that. And... There it is. So while you left him because of that, he couldn't pitch a shutout. He ended up finding a woman that might put up with it. And then you're going to be mad again, embarrassed because that woman might say, Hey, look, I don't care about none of that. You never know. Or I'll overlook that because he has these qualities. Guys, it's tough out here. Women are struggling. Uh, a woman might come in and I could say, listen, I'm a, I'm a 1%, 5% man. You're going to put up with this. Like, I'm not giving that up, but I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. Women are doing that anyway with sugar daddying, dating ninjas for men, leveling up. They're doing it anyway. What she's posing is what you're trying to avoid, you're going to put up with anyway. Like, you're not moving away from that. That's what you're going to put up with. And then a new woman comes up with and says, shit, you drop this, I'll pick it up. You drop this shit. You see what I mean? Like, you did not avoid it. You actually still, you still going to be in it. There was a video I played of a young woman that said, ladies, let's just be honest. There's more women than men. There's less high-earning men than the, the, the average man. Well, in fact, you, we sharing men. We're just sharing them. You don't have your own personal ninja, she said. You think you're getting your own personal ninja, you're not. The, the problem is, the thing is, the thing is, this is a hard question. This is a hard question for them. Let me let her finish. And all he's going to do is find another woman and do the same thing, and you're going to be independent. Would you rather have independence? Uh-huh. Start all over. Start all over. Independence and state assistance and child support and all of that shit and fucked up kids because your pride couldn't take it. In this dating pool, pissing it. In this date, listen, the dating pool is shitty out here. You gonna go back to the dating pool? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The likely, you're, you're, you got the chances are against you. Then forgive your man and move forward. Forgive your man and move forward. Now, the women are gonna say, he's gonna keep cheating. Okay, and what you gonna keep doing? What? Come on, ladies, tell me. Let me know below. Why would you stay? Or why would you leave a man who cheats? Man, I'll do this, this right here. Because if men pose this question, they're just going to say, you just want to F all these chicks. Well, okay, that's the truth. 
Guys, most men want to F all these chicks, but they don't either because they force them to or they're enforced to not F all these chicks or they can't afford it. It's not because they're nice guys and they're monogamous. They just don't want to see their partner cheat on them, so they're considering their hurt, the partner's feeling, okay? Or they're religious, or they don't have the options, or they know they can't afford it. But Isaiah 4 and 1 says, and in that day, seven women will call to one man and want to be called by their name. Guys, it's, it's what happens. You got to either deal with it or not. I'm not saying you got to put up with it, but it's the reality. Uh, interesting question there. If women were honest, and that was an honest question from a woman. All right, here's another honest woman right here. And we're about T minus 13 minutes from the new, 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 new world. We're going to get it live. We're going to do it live if women were honest. All right, here's a woman right here. Why do women file for divorces from men? Why do women file divorces 70, 80% um, against men? Let's hear what she says. So the ultimate reason that 80% of divorces are filed by women is because we are selfish and self-centered and we put our own unhappiness ahead of the commitments that we made in being a wife and oftentimes a mother. And we are, are grossly misguided to think that our happiness is in some other relationship or other, some other form of a lifestyle. So the ultimate reason that 80% of divorces are filed by women is because we are selfish and self-centered and we put our own unhappiness ahead of the commitments that we made in being a wife and oftentimes a mother. And we are, are grossly misguided to think that our happiness is in some other relationship or other, some other form of a lifestyle. There you go. There you go. Now, this backs up what the previous chocolate sister was talking about. The woman thinks her happiness is in a new relationship. The, the woman thinks selfishly that if she improves her relationship, she'll be happy, right? Right? If she just gets rid of this guy who's not pitching a shutout, I can level up, get a better deal. I'm not happy. <laughs> and then she blows up the family selfishly to pursue that. Like the guy's a good father, but he wasn't a good husband. What you want, baby? You want a shutout? Yes, there's men out here that are pitching shutouts. No, there's not. No, there's not. And you're going to find out. And then you'll divorce. And then 10 years later, you still sitting there single. You found out the hard way. You went to the pissy dating pool and you still sitting there. You still sitting there available. Yo, she's telling the truth. This is why relationships are in marriages blow up. The woman says, I'll go buy, I'll go find me my Prince Charming. No, you ain't. You're going to get throttled by 50 ninjas. And then you're going to turn down 150 ninjas. You're going to get throttled, used, discarded. You're not going to improve your situation. Right? Everybody knows this. But of course, selfishly, she does that, but she affects the family. 80% of women file for divorce. And everybody was like, he's cheated on her and he beat her and he was an abuser. Those are just the things that they put a pin in to make her feel good about her reckless ass decision. See, these things are connecting right here. It's out of selfishness, purely selfish driven. Right, if women were honest. All right, here we go right here. Let me see if I got another one here. Uh, let's see here. Let's do this one right here. This is sister right here. She's going to talk about this is an honest take. 
She's and I don't know who it is. I know people are like that's so and so. I don't know. She's sitting with Ace Metaphor, pure simp. All right, I believe him to be. I've only seen a few of his videos, and I don't like that. All right, but this woman's going to talk about women who raise sons. Here we go. Somebody says, don't forget boring. Yeah, he's boring. He's boring. I want someone more exciting. Yeah. And then they leave for the exciting guy and catch an STI. All right, here we go. Play it. I think it's a dichotomy that we don't take into consideration of the baby boy effect, especially when we're dealing with um, mothers who have sons and were grooming their sons and raising their sons independently in the home before another male party was introduced. Mm. And a lot of times we don't talk about how women date their sons mm. and and single mothers oftentimes do everything but fuck their sons mm. and they have that emotional stability mm -hmm. that is built within the home and that's the reason why I say you know a single mother is a fuckboy factory Ooh, and the reason why I say wait. that is because it's not oh that a fuckboy can't be birthed from a two parent home although it is you know it's an abnormality you know it's an anomaly of sorts that you would encounter a significant amount of subpar men that have been raised in Destructive two-parent homes, but single women become so emotionally dependent upon their children, mm. specifically their sons, that they will convince themselves that they don't need a man mm. until they encounter the space from being alone to genuinely being lonely. Oh. And now we're having to deal with the imbalance that was set in the household because this boy is not your son. He is your man. When you want to cuddle, you go lay down with them. When you uh, want some emotional time. Look, look at everybody's face. They had to hold on. They had to hold on. Look at his face. Yeesh. You go watch movies with them. You touch them and you rub them and you must. <laughs> look at everybody's face. Look at everybody's faces. They can't deny what she's saying. Same thing with pets. Same thing with pets. Look, nobody's bucking this. They know she is spitting hot fire. She cooking with hot grease. Nobody's fighting this. Even Ace Metaphor, who's a known simp. She killing them. Massage them, and you do these things, everything that you would do to a man to suffice that. A lot of women even dress their sons like the man that broke their heart. Sheesh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, there's, there's, there's a straight jacket. There's a hundred, dude, they'll keep them away from the father at the same time. At the same time they're doing this, they'll prevent the father from being there. Everybody knows she brought out the Crisco. She brought out the coconut oil. And frying, fish filleting, everything up in here. This is tough. Well, but that's, that, that, you, you are 100% right. So that's, I think. <laughs> look at the woman right here. She's like, I'm going to just go on and keep my mouth shut. I ain't got nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> that that's the dichotomy. Like, I'm not saying that your children shouldn't have weight in your relationship. Right. But what I am saying that we have to look at it from an integral space. Like, why do they feel? <laughs> look at this. Look at everybody. Nobody got nothing to say. Nobody got nothing to say to this. There's nothing that needs to be added to this. There's no debate either.
There's no debate. Even this sister's like, <laughs> she wasn't ready. Let me see. I can't scroll in. She was not ready. Wow. Even the male simps can't say nothing about it. They just got to be like, well, we just going to have to eat this shit. Feel this way, especially if you're dealing with a man child who is uncomfortable with your new partner. And this man child is not necessarily a little boy anymore. Like me, I have an adult son. I have a 21 year old son. Mm. So they're in. in yeah. OK, I wonder who this woman is. Uh, let me see if they could say it here. Uh, the woman is named. Uh, I wonder if this is the woman here. It's on her page. Yeah, that looks like her. Who is this woman? Anybody know who this woman is? Sarah? All right. She cooked the shit. And she told the truth. She told the truth. There ain't nobody that can say nothing against this. Now, if more women accepted this and moved the hell on, we would not have the situation we were, were in. We might have another situation. But, but if women were honest, is she calling it out? I want to see the clip part right here. Let me see if I can pull the point where she said it and they held on to each other like, God damn. Let me put it up on the screen. Here we go. I'll play it again for you in case you missed it. Consideration of the baby boy effect, especially when we're dealing with um, mothers who have sons and were grooming their sons and raising their sons independently in the home before another male party was introduced. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't talk about how women date their sons mm -hmm. and and single mothers. <laughs> she looking like that's true oftentimes do everything but fuck their sons and they have that emotional stability mm -hmm. that is built within the home and that's the reason why I say you know a single mother is a fuckboy factory Sheesh. and the reason why I say that is because <laughs> goodness she like oh the humanity oh. a single mother is a boy factory even even look at look Ace Metaphor's face this is, this is where it's at, man. Yikes, this emotional incest, grooming, all right, telling him to be a simp when she's training him to be the man that she would never chose to be the father of this kid. She's going to tell that son, be everything your dad's not, even if your dad was hitting the home runs. Be, th go, be this man to these women and set that ninja up for failure. Mm. You could not live with your yeah. own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Yeah. T minus three minutes. T minus three minutes until our phones go off. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. I think I got one more video before the phones go off. Let me see here. Be ready for your uh, poke. Be ready for your poke to go off. All right. If women told the truth. They probably say something like this. Uh, um, let's put it up right here. Uh, no, what can we get out of this real quick? Huh? What can we do to get out of this real quick? Uh, let me run her name. Wait, what? No, I, we want to like get out of that part. 424, this dispatch, go ahead. All right, here we go. New, 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 new world Get order. ready. Hold on for a second. Let me go full. We're going to do it live. All right, is your phone going off? New, 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 new world order. 
I have two phones. Here we go. One of my phones went off. New, 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 new world order. All right, I got the phone going. I don't have a noise, though, on this phone. This is my burner phone right here. New, 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 new. Yeah, it new went off three order. minutes early. So Android, I have an Android and an iPhone. Android just went off right now. New, 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 new world order. All right, here we go. We're doing it live. Actually, they said even if your mo phone is on silent, there'll still be a noise. Actually, my phone is silent, and I had no noise. I only had, I only had a um, nonverbal. I mean, or a non, non noise. Hey, um, we getting it right here. New, oh. new, new, new world order. Wait a minute. New, 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 new world order. 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 <laughs> my vax, my oh, I said I didn't get the vax, but I got. <laughs> they got me, they got me. Oh damn, man, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. Oh man, look, man, they got they activated my shit. All right, here we go. Married tomorrow. Get married tomorrow. Move in with a woman. All right. Don't be an alpha male. Don't take the red pill. Move in with your girlfriend today. Get on bended knee. <laughs> mm. They got me, did you? Uh-oh, man. Look, man. Hey. <laughs> this is crazy, man. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. All right. Let me stop. <laughs> My ball's tingling, though. My ball's tingling. Hey, man, somebody come. Some ladies, where my Puerto Rican chick? Come fix this. Why my ball's tingling? New, 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 new world order. <laughs> oh, man, look. They done hit us with my, my iPhone didn't go off. Oh, you know why? I actually had a, um, I don't know why my iPhone didn't go off. I don't wonder what happened. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man, I'm thinking differently now. You know what? I'm in love. I want to fall in love with an older woman, preferably in her 50s. With, you know what? I found the perfect woman. I want an old, fat, overweight woman with five degrees. All right? Two children divorced twice. I love them. I love old women. <laughs> right? Here we go right here. Oh, man. I don't know what happened. My iPhone didn't get the message. All right, let me stop. I'm in love. Guys, fall in love. It'll be the best thing that happens to you. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? I'm back from the dead. I made it back. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh, man, if I started twitching, I should have started twitching too. That would have been it if I started. Anyway, I want a power couple. And I want a woman with a history, histrionics, 
narcissistic personalities, dark triad, history of STDs, eight abortions. Mm. All right. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. Yeah, where that granny at? Where my granny at? That's what I want. Let me let me find that granny. This woman right here. This is who I want now. Now that that thing done set me off. Huh? It's just between us. No, I don't want that. Okay. I'm gonna go to sleep. All right. Yeah, where granny at? I want her, man. Where's she at? Give me, give me, give me. Let me at her. Let me at her. My woman. Look at that. Oh, let me at her. And I make it last forever, baby. Yes, I catch a mm. glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. <laughs> I want her. I want her. All right, give it to him. Or give me at her. Let me at her. Let me at her. All right, let me let me finish the show. Let me finish the show. All right, what are we doing here? This is crazy. Where's my clip? All right, uh, here's the woman here. Let's go back to her. Uh. I see what's happening here. My iPhone, I do have um, I do have it silenced towards certain calls. So maybe it got silenced on my iPhone. All right, here we go. Uh, no, what can we do to get out of this real quick? Huh? What can we do to get out of this real quick? Uh, let me run her name. Wait, what? No, I, we want to, like, get out of that part. 424, this dispatch, go ahead. We want to get out of that part. <laughs> this can't be real. This cannot be real. Oh no. Is this a Oh, they pulling her hair back. Oh, they pulling the weave back. Uh, yeah, man, sometimes this gets you out of trouble real quick. <laughs> she said that far, boy. These, yeah, these. Four, two, four, let's dispatch. Go ahead. We have Viviana Swan, birthday 91684. <laughs> she's out of Plantation, Florida. She's 5'11, 175. Black hair, black eyes, showing a valid driver's license. No wants, no warrants. Nothing I can see from here. All right. And so if they were more, if they were more honest, they would tell us what they out here doing. All right. And a lot of women have tried to get out of binds to make it through it. That's just part of being a woman. They ready to go. They like, I got something of value here. <laughs> and uh, I got what you want. I got what you need. Let me serve you up real quick. All right. Wow. Sad. I think I have two more little quick stories here. This is of a guy. This guy looks familiar. I don't know his name, but uh, he is a, a funny Marco is his name. Yeah, he's pretty popular on the Internet. He makes a wild confession to his lady. And uh, let's see how she responds. Let's go ahead and play it. I got a confession. Why are you telling me two years later? I mean, because I'm already locked in with you. We ain't that. Go ahead. <laughs> Remember, I told y'all I was from St. Louis. Like, mm -hmm. the reason why I moved to Atlanta is because, nigga, like, he slapped me and shit, took my gun and my whole pack, and I came down here, and I was just like, I got to leave that life alone. And now, you know, I'm a businessman, and I got a lot of money, and I'm here to take care of you. And, you know, people are trying to get that information to you. Like, how you feel about that? 
He just slapped you or you just live? <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to, you know what I'm saying? My life was way better than that shit. I'm bigger than that. But what did you do when he slapped you? Nah, so I'm going to get on up out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving, just like you did. Because I'm successful and I changed my life. You let that nigga slap you and you didn't do nothing. He stole your gun. Right, but if I if I would have did something back, I wouldn't be here today. And I got to live for my daughter and shit. How do you know you wouldn't be here today? Hey, baby, I got to. All right, all right. This is what I was talking about. You can't take the country and the ghetto out of out of the woman. All right. So I don't know if this is satire. He tends to do kind of like dry humor um, and all of that stuff. So I can't tell if he's being true or honest. But what he basically said was he was from St. Louis. The reason why he left is because he got slapped up, all right, by a dude. And then he decided to lose or lease town and go be successful. And I guess he's trying to uh, maybe close the gap or fill in the story. And instead of saying that was a smart decision, good for you, we are better off that way. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you made that. Instead of doing that, she said, you really left town because you got slapped up. She basically done with them. And by the way, if, the, if this is satire, we've heard women say similar things. Meaning that when it came down to it, when the guy expressed fear, all right, he expressed his emotions. He looked vulnerable. He lost a fight. He flinched. Women have said they've lost it. He's sassy. He's not a real man. And somebody in the comment section expressed it. It says she wanted him to have a ninja moment. She said ninja. All right, ninja moment. Go ahead and get a smarter woman. At the same time, I would have lost my life in that scenario because a ninja punk me like that. You chose the wrong game, bruh. Gotta live in it. All right, so again, there are people out here that, um, you know, they're ready to die over stupid shit. This is why I tell you to get out of the community. The community is almost no better than a prison yard because it still has the same politics, the same street politics. They let the gang members run the yard. There's certain hierarchy and pecking order. There's also the same street code as in the jail yard code and in the gang culture and even women. Guys, some of the finest women in the ghetto have been with the worst thugs in the ghetto. All right? Same thing with cartel women. The cartel women got the finest bitches. It is what it is. In fact, there was a thing that I noticed. This is a cartoon. This is to make it funny. I want you to think of this as this is a real thing, but it's also funny. Let me show you something. And I know people are going to take it the wrong way, and I don't want you to. But um, there was a cartoon back in the day called Heathcliff. Shout out to Heathcliff. All right. And so I'm going to play the intro. And there's something about it. I'm not going to play the whole intro. But um, I want to show you something and what the cartoon reflected. I know people are going to be like, Coach, man, you tripping. Yeah, mafia-wise and all that. Now, this is Heathcliff. Shout out to Heathcliff. Who remembers Heathcliff from the 80s? So Heathcliff is this cat, all right? Heathcliff is a cat that has a suburban house, but he's trained, you know, he's a fighter. He's known as a fighter. He's not much of a lover. He can protect himself. All right, so that's Heathcliff on top of the dog. Heathcliff don't give a F. Now, his, his counterpart, 
were these guys. All right. These guys were the thugs, the pookies. These guys were the pookies. Right here. These are the pookies and the Ray Rays. This is the gang. I can't remember what the gang is called, but one of them is called uh, like Mongo and Hector. All right. Now watch this. The lead guy is the lead pookie. The lead pookie is this guy. He's the leader of the gang. Now watch the girlfriend of the guy in the gang. Now I know this is a cartoon. I'm going there. But look at the girlfriend and how they have her reflected. He's the leader of the gang. Now she has the she is the feminine, right? She got the little leg warmers. If you look at how they reflect the girlfriend, she's cartello, like she cartel. Let me see if I can get a good freeze frame. There she is, all right? The bimbo, the girl, she got the hot pot, right? And so look at look at the, the, the gang, the pookie, got the hot girl-ish. She's the bad bitch. Now watch Heathcliff later, and of course he drops down, and she's ride or die in the bathtub. Let me see if I can find her when they drop in the bathtub, all right? So they ride or die. Now watch Heathcliff's girl. Let's see Heathcliff's girl. Look at Heathcliff's girl. He don't got a baddie. He got an average cat. <laughs> so Heathcliff's the good guy. Heathcliff is the, you know, the guy that saves the day. He's the hero on the block. But his girl, he don't got the baddie. He just got a cutie. You see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? I know people are going to take this the wrong way. But do, look at the situation here. So when we talk about the baddie chicks in the neighborhood, they go to the thugs and the bookies. The cartel, the cartel got the baddest bitches. <laughs> he got a normie ass, regular ass cat. He got an average basic bitch. He got an average at best goofy bitch. Like look at her eyes, knock kneed and cockeyed. He got the plain Jane. Do you follow me? Let me go back. I'm just, I'm just making a point. Let's go back and look at the gangster. The gangster got a baddie, tall, long legs and shit, head full of hair, <laughs> right? She represented the baddie, all right? And then Heathcliff got a goofy bitch. Look, she just goofy. Look. <laughs> mealy mouth. He got a mealy mouth muskrat cat. And she just the happiest <laughs> mole on her face and shit. And he and he's simping for her. He bringing her to plate. He's serving her. But meanwhile, the baddie bitch in the bathtub with the gangster ninja. Hold on for a second. Look, they drop out. Let's 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 show her what she's doing. She gotta jump down a hole when the police come through and jump through the trap door. Hold up. All right. She jumped through the trap door and landed in the bathtub with the gangster ninja. <laughs> We were programmed to simp. His name is uh, Riff Raff. Yeah, Riff Raff. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got to deal with this dumbass broad. I can't get me a baddie. All right, let me stop. Mealy mouth ass cat. Look at it, man. I'm telling you, man. Just think about it, man. Somebody said she missing a chromosome. It is what it is, man. We just look. It is what it is. And now Heathcliff got to play the romance. He got to play the romantic and take her out on a date and bring her fish. He got to go fight for fit here, honey, here. And this has got a basic, basic chick. All right, be romantic. Serve me. Uh, jump through hoops and hurdles. Meanwhile, the Wonder Woman jumped through with the dough 
and landed up in the bathtub. <laughs> Brianna Taylor. <laughs> Yo, man. Hey, look. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Let's get the Rachel Bilson. All right. I don't think I have anything here. Rachel Bilson says something here. Interesting. And she says, uh, Rachel Bilson, if you don't know, she was on the TV show, The OC, I believe. She was a nice foldable back in the day. Let me see if I can pull her up. Rachel Bilson. A lot of the young guys probably don't know who she is. All right. Uh, let's see if I can find Rachel Bilson here. This, this is a. Uh, this might be her when she was slightly older, but this is Rachel Bilson here. All right, nice little sloppy yogurt there. She's a foldable back in the day. Now, now she don't look like that now. <laughs> she definitely don't look like this now. All right, let me see if I can find, uh, this is her own Maxim GQ. She used to be, she used to be the American beauty. Where is it? Right here. You know, nice flat back. Uh, this is Rachel Bilson. I think this is probably her most popular, iconic photo right here. Flatback. Flatback Supreme. All right, she was on a TV show called The OC back in the day. Probably a 304. I just don't know. All right, she was on a TV show. It was kind of like The OC. It's kind of like Beverly Hills 90210 extended. All right, Rachel Bilson. All right, um, she says this. She's now 30. How old is she now? She's now 42 years old. All right, so Rachel Bilson is now 42 years old. Now, this is interesting take here. Rachel Bilson thinks it's weird for single men in their 40s to have only slept with four people. This is interesting. This is interesting. Like, uh, this is an interesting take. Because we do have this idea of body count. Body count shouldn't be shamed. Women with high body count. But what about men with low body counts? Are we shaming them? Again, the virtuous woman is a virgin, but a man doesn't have value if he's a virgin. A man is still called an incel or a virgin as a pejorative, as a downput, a put down. A woman who is a virgin is valuable. But so at the same time, women want to be perceived as having equality if men accept women with high body counts. Why? Because men have high body counts. But at the same time, we're shaming men for having not the ability to sleep with women. This is where I say the oxymorons, the double standards, the stuff that they're trying to teach you is not correct. Why are we shaming dudes that only have four bodies? Isn't body count not supposed to matter? Nope. It doesn't, you guys don't get, remember, any agenda that they're pushing is for the benefit of women only. Rachel Bilson is cautious about, and hypothetical, hypothetically dating a middle-aged man who hasn't had a high number of sexual partners. In essence, women don't seek out men in general with low body counts. Women actually need you to have the ability to perform. So now she's single, 40s, and she's like, I found a guy. He doesn't have a lot of sexual partners. She says, this is going to sound so judgmental. Tell me. But if a dude is in his 40s and he has only slept with four women, but it all depends, she says right here, maybe he's been in a decade-long relationship, totally respectable. Still, the actress noted that if a man's number of sexual partners was really low when he hits his 40s, it would be a little weird. Wow. While others acknowledged it wasn't fair 
for her to make that judgment. Bilson further admitted that she used to ask her partners how many, about how many people they had been intimate with in their past, but probably wouldn't going forward. All right, so remember, body count don't matter until it is perceived that you are not good in bed. And then she's going to say, hey, listen, you've only been with four people. This is weird. You're a weirdo. All right. I don't think she's married. I think, let me see, is she married? No, she's not married. She's dating, if I'm not mistaken. It says right here. Yeah, she recently dated. She's not married. She also says right here, following her breakup from a guy named Bill Hader, Bilson quipped on March 2022 episode of her podcast that she was going to miss the actor's big D-I-C-K. Wow. One year later, Bilson revealed that she had, hadn't had an orgasm from sex until she was 38. Later clarifying that she didn't blame any of her exes for it. It has nothing to do with the partner, she says. It had to do with me knowing my body. She confessed that she also never faked an orgasm with the partner because it goes against her whole nature of being a people pleaser and putting the dude first. This woman is... <laughs> woman's out of control. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack. The biggest thing that I want to talk about is this. Why is it that in this body count conversation, why aren't men getting the benefit of the doubt when it comes to them being unable to conquer as much puss? Well, the reality is men are men and women are women. It's harder for us to get conquests. That's why women perceived high body count. It's easy for them to do. The man gets, hey, good job. It was hard for him to part 50 women's legs. He had to make a great effort for that or he had to be born a certain way, or he had to work for money. Women can park their legs for 50 men doing nothing. She can work at Wendy's and get that. Get that offer. She can get 50 offers in a month, if not less. So women are still trying to challenge the system, a.k.a. cherry pick from the good qualities. Meanwhile, the bad qualities still exist for the men, a.k.a. body, what is it, body positivity, okay, or not body shaming you. So you talked about his man and his big Johnson and you revealed it. Not only that, you also body positivity doesn't extend to men. They're cherry picking. Not only that, body count still matters for men, but it shouldn't for women. Men are still judged on their inability. In fact, they're downgraded. They're talked about. They're called incels and virgins. They're called gay. Everything that's almost counterintuitive to what they're asking men to make exceptions for, but it's still used against men. Oh, you can't get women. You ain't got no hoes. You ain't got the all the things that we're supposed to look at. Okay, all right, we'll give it to the But now men are still judged. This is absolutely disgraceful. It shows you you cannot trust them in their intentions. It's all purely selfish-driven and self-serving. They don't mean things to be equal. They mean them to have an advantage. Thus, any argument that gives the woman the advantage out of pure, well, they were, uh, they were uh, subjugated and they were held down and they were had the patriarchy, so we owe it to them. We don't owe them shit, in my opinion. We don't owe them no benefit of the doubt. We don't owe well, why would a woman lie? Because they can and they will. Women don't want superiority. They want equality. Bullshit. 
So I don't give them the benefit of the doubt, but simps eventually will and then find out, oh, interesting. You're still putting down men for their lack of body count? I thought we were equal. Yeah. It's never equal. Let's get to these super chats here. Get to these super chats. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. Thank you for all the contributions. This was a great show. All right. I almost lost my life. <laughs> all right. During the show. Where we at here? Carter says CGA is the truth. My gordita tried to put a baby on me in 2020. The baby came out saying me no black poppy. Pure Mexicano. He says till this day she begging for salami but ain't apologized for that nine months of lies and BS once. Facts. They'll just smooth it over. Start over from the beginning. As long as you don't call them out, they'll just say, I'll just open my legs and we forget it. In fact, if you ever, if you ever have a problem with a woman and you, you, you might have a breakup and she comes back same day, next week, next month, next year. If she comes back and you have sex with her, she thinks that that's an apology. We've moved on. The sex is the day we moved on. And she'll be shocked that after you have sex with her, you'll be like, hey, let's clear up that bullshit. And she's going to be like, when? What bullshit? Oh, you mean that old stuff? All right, don't make me mad because I already, we already had sex. We made up. That's all forgiven. I parted my legs. I gave you access. I apologize. You apologize. Indeed. Smith and Wesson says, Smith and Wesson says, I had the same thing with this Puerto Rican chick that lived off Church Street in Orlando by the stadium. She was bad too, CGA, I bet. All right, Carter says, last week I almost folded her again, but I heard CGA's voice in my head. Don't give him a second chance to stab you in the back. Thank you for the game you give indeed. There's too many women out here. There's too many women for that. Travel with Mateo says, went to Viet. Cafe in the OC, a real red pill moment. I've never been there. But they probably was out there doing what they doing. Big joke at ATL. It's funny how when the conversation is about men being with multiple women, then it's what about STDs? Meanwhile, the angry man just showed plenty of women that let men hit it raw if the vibe is right. Well, I've been telling you that too. Shout out to the angry man. Women will let you hit raw. All right, they'll let the guy they want hit raw. They'll, they'll let them break all the rules. What is this, the phrase? The alpha breaks all the rules. The, the beta has to follow the rules. Age of Machine says, perfect example of what happens when you let women set the rules. It was cool when they dated their sons. It was cool when they dated their sons, their sons, and now they have a legion of men just like them. Yep, so this is the problem. People say, the women created the men that they hate. JC says, Coach, you got me in stitches today. What are the odds when scientists slice open your milk dud for research, they only find a soft, chewy caramel center? More than likely, they'll throw it away. Mm. Thank you, says every show is a fantastic show. I appreciate you. Hashim Shabazz, he dead and she alive smashing pookies. That's how it works. Cali West Miami, when you said the community accepts ninjaism, I thought of Eddie Murphy in Vampire or Brooklyn. Evil is good. Shout out to CGA Heathcliff. And Woodworth is Wordworth. Which one was that? Shout out to you, Free Agent for Life. Free Agent Lifestyle for Life. Rosie or Rose Poppy Lifestyle Coach said the same thing as a kid in 94 on that Heathcliff in, intro. 
told the cousin why old boy chick bad, but he cliff chick average and it's its show. And not only was she average, he was simping for her. The other bitch had to jump down a damn. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Shout out to Davy boy McFarland in the building. Preston, you shout out to you. They licking ball. Wait, the licking ball lady needs to be a sound bite. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Kevin says, I'm sniggling at your reactions. Best edutainment. Thank you, brother. Leon Bell says nationwide emergency alert set for 220. We made it out alive. None of us died. All right. Alpha, alpha. Now there was a, there's a seed. There's a seed. There's a line that says the alpha. A woman will break all the, let the alpha break all the rules that the beta has to follow. Somebody give it to me. It's not alpha F beta bucks, but it's, I can't remember exactly what it is. People say it all the time. Okay, El Jefe says, remember, ladies, keep your man's stomach full, ball sack empty. You're welcome. Too hard. Macaroni Tony, you were live during all big events, C-19, the European invasion, student loans, honeypots, et cetera. He says, what else can, who else can say that? Content genius. All right, I'm going to clip it, too. I'm going to clip it. Not LCC better need. Oh, rules for thee, not for me. Make the rules for the beta. Break the rules for the alpha. That's the one. Sets the rule. Sets rules for betas and breaks for alpha. That's kind of what I was talking about. Rules for thee, not for me. They make the rules for the betas and break them for the alphas. So that that is the that's what we're defining here. So he said, angry man had a video saying women let. Men hit it raw if the vibe is right. I'll have to find that video. Somebody says the woman will break rules for the alpha, but make rules for betas indeed. So that's what it is. That's what it is. This is synonymous with uh, women on dating apps. That's exactly what they're doing. On, on dating apps, what they'll do is they'll essentially say um, on dating apps, uh, you got to do this and you got to do that. I'm a single mother or two and I do this and I'm tired. I'm tired of ninjas. You got to commit. I don't sleep around. I never hooked up. I ain't here for hooking up. I never had a one night stand. She 40 years old and she'll come in. I know my value and my worth. It went up. My value. <laughs> and you got to do this and die and pull the door open and hold this and do that. What was you doing when you was 15, 16, 17, 18? 19, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. You didn't have them rules then. Meanwhile, if you let met a ninja on a dating app and he was just ripped muscular, that ninja will come over and beat that stank off real quick. No rules. If he matched with you and she saw it, she let him beat the stank off. No condom. <laughs> It's all bullshit. All right, shout out to Brayon says, greetings, coach, because of you. Oh, that's the trail run guy. Good luck. Stretch, stretch. All right. Don't, don't jump out here. Yeah, she dating with a purpose. Dude, she getting also ran through. All right, same time, synonymously, anonymously. We got, uh, let me see, I got one, two, three, four, five. Kayla says, when a man breaks up with a woman, which is rare, we never think to ask what she did wrong in order for him 
to pull the plug. Women are so allergic to accountability. It's crazy. In fact, yeah. If a man files for divorce, you, you know, you know, in Jesus' situation, it looks like there must have been a reason. But not many people ask. Now, if you ask a woman, I'm sorry, if a woman says she broke up or broke um, or had something happen to her where she had to do something, she had to file a divorce, she had to punch him, she had to kick him, they're going to ask the guy or they're going to wonder what did the guy do to her? Why did she take this drastic action? Why did she file for divorce? Why did she cheat on him? Why did she, why did she kick him in the nuts? Why did she hurt him? Why did she stab him? Why did she take his life? Why did she move away from the kids? She's going to say, people are going to say, well, what did you do to her? Why is she dragging you through child support? What did you do to her? You must have pissed her off. And you're like, so women can't be evil? Yes, they can. Breon says, coach, using that old ass cartoon to teach us men and women, all right, about women sitting the asteroid. But it's true. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. All right, let me see. I got one, two, three. I think I got three. Yep, he must have done something to her. No, she's just a bad person. She could be a bad person. She could have been a bad in a relationship. What we're finding is they are the bad one. No government name says there are different types of dad, financial, biological, and emotional. It's best to be one type of dad, but a combo of all the dads will most likely not work in the favor to dominate in life. Only if select few men can just move on and start a new family. There are men who start new families, but still financially support the ex. Yeah, I've known, I, I've seen something happen in relationship to fathers that essentially is synonymous with the, the man must pitch a shutout. The man must be perfect. So what'll happen is there was a time that fathers did not have anything to do with the kids. I kind of grew up at the tail end of that time. But fathers didn't even change diapers. They weren't even in the same room, delivery room. They waited outside. They came back. It's a baby boy, right? Remember these days, if you're old enough like me, this was the standard status quo position of the father. He never pushed the buggy. He never carried the car seat. He never carried the, 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 the diaper bag. He didn't do shit. He came home, rubbed the boy on the head, and said, how's it doing, son? Send him outside. At best, you might have went to go play catch. Let's play catch. Come on. Hit him in the face with the ball. That, that was the extent of fatherhood. Then you saw a transition where fathers became more active. The requirement. He needs to carry the bag. Him carry the car seat. Him change the diaper. Him get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and feed. Right? Then men started became a play more of a role because it was expected. Women were challenging. They need You need to be as involved as a parent as us. In fact, the, the family court adjusted as a result of this by giving more men more custody. Prior to that, men didn't take part in the child rearing. They never dropped the kid off to school, never picked them up to daycare, none of that shit. All right? And so they dealt out custody that way too. You didn't play a role in the raising. Let the mother raise them. Now, the more men became active, the more men started getting custody in situations where the woman would say, hey, back in the 80s, the woman would get primary custody. Not so much now because the father actually carries the kid in the, in the little pouch up front. The father woke up. The father contributed. So he gets more custody. Now, what I'm now seeing is this. Because now men are playing more of a role, 
Now the man got to pitch a shutout. Now the man got to be financial, biological, emotional. He got to be there, pick up every, he got to leave work meetings early. Now, if he don't do that shit, he a deadbeat. See, we went from the guy not having any action to more action and then more, more, more action. And then now giving up his career for her career. And now when he doesn't do all the shit, now it means to pull the plug. Oh, uh, no. He's there financially, but not emotionally. He's there mentally, not physically. He's there physically and mentally, but not emotionally. He don't get, bruh, niggas got to pitch a damn perfect game. And now because women are spoiled with the fact that men do help, now it goes against her motherhood because he can do it. In fact, if she wasn't there, he would still be able to do it. He'd still be able to do the laundry, wash the clothes, feed the kids. And now she knows, she knows that. She knows that. Even when the kid has custody, he can feed a bottle. He can pick up and drop off at daycare just like you. He can make dino chicken nuggets and applesauce and mac and cheese just like you. All right. He could drop the kids off of a baby at a babysitter or a grandma's house and go out to the club just like you. Now, now that the guy's caught up in ability to do exactly what she can, now the ninja got to pitch a shutout. Now she got to find the one thing. Now he was there. He made the money, but he was never here. Or he didn't make enough money and he was just there and the kids liked him. And <laughs> Even if you pitch a shutout, they still try to throw a monkey wrench because it embarrasses her motherhood. Say the guy, say, say you have a flexible schedule and she has a rigid schedule. She's nine to five. She'll never make a, a, a kid's play or she does make a play or the kid's sick. She got to take off of work. But you have a flexible schedule. You don't lose anything when the kid's sick. Okay, kids, stay at home. You're sick. But her, on her custody days, she got to take off work. She's mad. Why I got to take off work? Bitch, that's the way it is. I'm telling you, man. This is them. And here's what it boils down to. Women are just not happy people. They cannot be pleased. I hate to say this. They just cannot be pleased. And I've been saying this for even before I was married. And I said this during my marriage. Women are not to be pleased. If that's what your aim is, you're not going to end. It's not going to end well for you. It's not. Because it's all he's going to do is raise, raise the bar of expectations and then you're going to keep falling short. Like every time you try to make her and please her, all you did was put the bar up here. Now every little thing you do down here don't count. They're not to be pleased. And I don't go about trying to please them. That's your own personal thing. If you're unhappy, bitch, find some damn happiness. It ain't my wheelhouse. I'm not happy. It ain't my problem. <laughs> That's a you problem, not a me problem. All right. All right, shout out to Daylay says, Coach, we knew that single mothers can't raise son and that there is 80% chance that ninjas ain't going to make it. But what about the daughter? Is she going to go to the strip club? And he says, he says, go to the strip club, ask these girls who they were raised by. The streetwalkers, the girls in prison, all single mothers, they damage sons and daughters. And this is a fact. This is a fact. Uh, and uh, the damage is more suited to sabotage. All right, so... They, they prevent the woman from becoming who she needs to be. They prevent her uh, um, uh, from, from finding a man and going to Marion and leaving her ass there because they know that the codependency will be with the daughter, right? The daughter will more likely stay with her, live with her longer than the son will, so they'll sabotage the daughter, right? Tell her now, you know, you know. 
All right. In fact, the statistics bear out that if a daughter is a part of a divorce, she has an eighty percent more chance. She has an eighty percent chance of being in a divorce too. I mean, the the data is the data. If the daughter has been a part of a divorce, that means, and then she's still with the single. She has an eighty percent chance of being in a divorce. When the son's part of a divorce, he has a thirty five percent more chance. Thirty five. It's it's drastically different. AKA sabotage. They'll sabotage him. And if the daughter gets a boyfriend, mom ain't gonna like that shit. Moms are the ones really, really just kind of destroying these kids. All right. Um, and the data shows it. There's this is, it's without question. Even the courts know it too. And it's not all mothers, but I'm saying it is what it is. All right, it is what it is. The data proves it. Shout out to Shane says, shout out. He says, shout out to Coach. This is one of the best entertainment shows on YouTube. Appreciate you, brothers. Appreciate you, Shane. And uh, it, it, and don't don't debate me. Debate the data. And uh, we all know real life situations of this. Like a daughter, a, a, a daughter that lives with a mother has an increased chance of becoming pregnant, having an abortion, having mental health issues. And uh, dropping out of school. A, 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 a female, a daughter that lives with a mother, has an increased chance of pregnancy, increased chance of dropping out of school, increased chance of mental health issues. Don't let me bring up the data. <laughs> All right, it's, a no, it's almost a no-good situation. Now, don't bring up the one daughter that went to Yale and the mother was a single mother. All right, that's an outlier. That's an outlier. Most daughters are getting sabotaged and destroyed. All right, where we at here? I think we got everybody. Uh, Rob Sawyer, for those dudes, for those dudes that she likes, it's mostly free. For those she doesn't like, there's always a fee. In fact, that's facts too. That's facts. All right, but the courts don't care. You know why? Because they get school to prison pipeline. They got more customers. They got more cases for juvenile court. They got more slaves. They got more prisoners. They got more free labor. Uh, they don't care. I mean, these judges stay in business by giving the courts uh, the kids over to the mother. They got. They got. They got years of. They got years of inventory. Not only that, if these kids get in relationships, they're most likely going to divorce too. Uh, so they're mostly going to have breakups and knucklehead ass kids too. So it's a business for them. It's a pipeline of inventory. The courts do not care. In fact, as a father, you can fight for your kids and be on the right side of justice, and they'll be like, nah. <laughs> they'll be like, uh-uh. You, gonna, you messing up our business. You messing up our damn business out here. And these people are nanny go. New, 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 new world order. Don't mess up our business. Ninja, we need juvenile detention. We need free future slaves. We need ninjas on the chain gang. We need baby mamas. We need... We need these ninjas. It keeps the machine glowing, ninja. This is all oil and lubrication for the machine. And they need they kickback from the Feddy Gov. They need they kickback from Title IV D. They need they kickback to the judges' retirement fund. They need they the child support devils and demons. They need they money. All right, why do you think they go to work? They go to work to screw men up out of their hard-earned money. It is what it is. <laughs> But, hey, once you know what the system is, Ninja, you know what to expect. Them kids don't belong to you anyway. She thinks she own them. 
when I gave her them kids. Anyway, let me see. I got it. Last one, Digital Ghost. Instead of constantly talking, trashing women, give you the game. Wait. He says, instead of constantly trashing women, coach gives you the game and data and shows you how to play it. He says, move past the red pill and learn how to take control of your life. Got to respect it. Facts. Dude, I'm giving you this after pill. Just the after pill. I'm one of the only dudes giving you all that after pill. Shout out to you, digital ghost. I'm telling you how to take advantage of this system. The system is meant to set up to trip you up. All right. From the police system, from the laws, and mostly it's because of your ignorance. Yeah, we need Sims. They want you to be delusional. They want you to be, they want you to be ignorant and crazy and not knowing. And most men only learn the system after they played it. The advantage you guys have listening to me is that you learn the system before you decide to go into it. And that's what I, that's all I ask. I don't ask you to follow my path. I don't ask you to not marry or date or any of that. I don't ask you. I basically give you the info because men before us, the baby boomers hid this information from us. The baby boomers lied to about, about this information and they were going through it. Your father was getting screwed by your baby, but by your mother. And he said nothing because he knew he would get penalized. Your mother was screwing your baby, your, your father like crazy. Had his ass in court, had his tax returns going to her, and your dad said nothing the entire time. See, we need to do the opposite of the boomers. This is why most of your content creators are Gen X and younger. Some baby boomers are talking, but Gen X is the one, the rebellious uh, type. Gen X said, you know what, Ninja, we, we had to learn the hard way. Our boomers drop, Our boomer parents dropped us on our head, made us learn the hard way, and got us in the same boat as them. Man, F them baby boomers, all right? F them baby boomers, and them, boom, them boomers still talking stupid right now, listening to some jazz music, <laughs> all right? Anyway, let's get on with this show. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the support. We're going to be back tonight. Hopefully, y'all's vaccine didn't get activated by the Pope, the Pope music, and y'all not zombies by the end of the day. We out of here. Peace.